0: Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Friday.
1: Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer Mark the Shark. General, it is great to talk to you here on a big Friday Edition of the program snow day edition of the program for basically every kid and parent here in central Ohio. What's going on, man? Good to talk to you. Yeah, a lot of snow days
2: coming. The snow started coming down a couple hours ago and getting thick. I know, you know, Friday if you're gonna have a snow day, it's kind of the worst day going in the weekend. There's a lot of sports games, high school games. My kids got ski. My middle school kids have ski club, which I think will be canceled. I'm not positive. Because the reality is, I thought they'd just give a delay. I think the snow's going to probably subside around 10 or 11, so it seems like that would be all right, but um, they had uh, contradicting cheering sections, because my young kids wanted to definitely get out of school. My older There's. kids just wanted a delay so they could be able to have a ski club and all their stuff that's going to go on
1: uh, tonight and tomorrow. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I woke up this morning, I'm like, eh, I wonder uh, what this is going to look like. Look outside, I'm like, eh, that's a good amount. When I got on the roads. I'm like, nah it's a good amount. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever driven into my life, like by far. But no, that's not bad. Wouldn't necessarily say that it was. It was great. I mean, but the driving conditions they they were okay.
2: It'll uh, be rough tomorrow because or today for work because the the snow started just yeah. a little bit ago. It started so. at the
1: perfect time to cancel yeah. school. It started at like one o'clock
2: this morning and to make your drives into work rough. So if
3: you're sharp driving was, into was, work,
1: it, was it? Was it? Was it snowing when you came no. in this morning?
3: Yeah. Was it? It, it had just started at one oh. yeah. thirty, and the roads were still. You know, black and wet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so if you're out there today, be careful. But, yeah, contradicting reports on everything that's going on with the snow. We'll see how long it lasts. So, but, yeah, majority of Central Ohio today uh, on a snow day. But if you're heading to work, be a bit careful. uh, As our former traffic reporter Gabby would say, uh, use some caution. Use some caution. Use some caution. Yeah, make sure you make sure turn you turn off your it. radio so you can hear <laughs> so you can hear all the sounds yeah. around you. I was going to say the same exact thing. Turn it down. It's if sure. you're Helen Keller driving a car, make sure you're aware of everything that is going on around you. How was your uh, How was your Thursday? Because we got some pretty big bucket news. Decently late last evening. Yeah, you know we're gonna have a huge show today. Oh yeah, We've got Ross Bjork coming
2: up at eight twenty. The new AD is going to be joining us and. That news is only superseded by the hiring of Bill O'Brien, which is, I I think it's a big deal. You know, I said Ryan was going big game hunting. I'd heard some names floated around Um, that were fairly large and significant, Uh, Bill O'Brien being one of those names, and great job by Ryan pulling him in. Yesterday, they were down in uh, Georgia uh, visiting Caleb Downs, so we'll see how that transpires and what actually goes on there. But now starting to round out this staff, which hopefully the next week we should have a pretty good idea
1: about where it's all going to go. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Obviously, coming up here uh, in our next segment, and then I did see Bill Rabinowitz at the Columbus Dispatch uh, as well. And we had kind of figured that this was going to happen, Bob, because of a contract situation um, that Corey Dennis is out as well as well, he just was retained. His
2: contract yeah. expired, right. so if they're yeah. going to hire an offensive coach, yeah. an offensive coordinator, and quarterbacks coach. Corey Dennis was the quarterbacks coach, yeah. so obviously that was going to change. Yep. And yeah, you yeah, know, with that, like I said, there's a change that obviously happened, and you know, just Corey had been here since the beginning of Ryan's tenure. You know, I'm sure he'll be able to go on get another job uh, somewhere else. But you know, Ryan wanted to bring someone in that was exper- had head coaching experience, play calling experience, a lot of boxes yep. that Bill O'Brien's checking college, NFL. He's
1: hes done it all at a lot of levels. He has done it all at a lot of levels, and we'll get into that and what we should expect when he comes here to Columbus coming up here in our next segment and all throughout the program. we got an awesome show lined up for you here this morning. We're going to lock in our NFL Picks Divisional Round coming up at 6.35 here this morning. Got to really jelly that in here because we got a power-packed few hours for you 720 this morning jackets insider jeff sabota he's going to join the program talk some jackets at 720 austin ward is visiting the mouse down in florida so we're going to check in with our good friend bill landis actually of the podcast yep. uh coming up at 735 he'll slot in for austin as he usually does you mentioned it right off the jump ross bjork new ohio state athletic director he's coming up around 8 20 this morning lots of stuff happening around college athletics of course what to expect from ross we'll check in with a new ad at 8 20 and then aj will join us Uh, at 835, as he always does every single Friday. Right now, before we get into anything else today, it is Friday, the 19th day of January 2024. Time for Today in History.
0: Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored
4: by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP.
2: All right, Bobo, big Friday, buddy. What do you got lined up for us this morning? Oh, we got a huge Friday. We got a lot of musical guests and everything else that's going to be joining. So, Shark, feel free to fire those guys up. But it is Friday. January 19th, the 19th day of the year, 347 days remaining. We get back, we will be under 345. Beam, we have three weeks down. Oh, yeah, we have three weeks down in this 2024. How about that? I love that. One more week will be a full month basically down and uh cruising along. 112th of the year done. The state 1861, Georgia becomes the fifth state. To secede from the Union, joining the Confederacy,
1: and they got their asses kicked. A well, little bit they later did later on for doing that.
2: Uh, this date, eighteen eighty-three, the first electric lighting system employing overhead wire cables uh, is instituted in Roselle, New Jersey, by Thomas Edison. All right, he has some uh, uh, lights out there. That's big time street lamps, if you will. Nineteen oh three, the new a new cycle race is announced. Beam. The cycle race is called the Tour de France. All right, I love the the dirtiest race in world history. Love watching the Tour de France. Absolutely, blood, dope all over the place. Test the bounds of human performance. Riding up mountains. Nineteen twenty, the Senate Senate votes against joining the United Nations, keeping the U.S. out of more international frays following World War One. Nineteen thirty-seven, the wave of the future. Wave of the future. Wave of the future sets a new record. By flying from New York City to Los Angeles, that is Howard Hughes in seven hours, twenty-eight minutes, and forty-three seconds. Actually, it ain't too bad. In no. to fact, I mean, it still takes around five hours. You know, maybe I'm not, I've never done that New York to LA flight, but it's like five hours. I'm yeah, guessing five I mean, and a half. Not, it's not short. Uh, so good for him. The man you're hearing right here on this date, 1957, Johnny Cash appeared for the first time on national TV on the Jackie Gleason Show. You remember the Jackie Gleason Show, Shark? Sure, yeah. There you go. The From Miami. Uh, this day, 1972. Sandy Koufax, Yogi Berra, and Early Wynn are all elected into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, 1974. Big one right here. Notre Dame and Digger upset. UCLA and break their 88-game college winning streak.
5: Notre Dame 71, UCLA 70 with six seconds left. Into Walton. He can't score. Kovac, Myers, Gilman.
0: winning streak in collegiate sports history has ended where it began three years ago
3: who was that on the call shark dick enberg i thought wow. that's who that was yeah. you know interesting a couple interesting things about that wooden color tie did it match his highlighter wooden was 63 digger was 32 Ooh, digger wow. was 32 years old when he was coaching that team and also what have i done with my life nothing uh, UCLA had a 12point lead in that game with like wow. three minutes to go oh my. back then there was no shot clock so they could have just called three-point shot the ball and well, there and, you was know, no three like, point shot either no was three-point shot it, it was amazing how that wow. happened that's uh
2: probably one that oh, the uh the Wizard of Westwood would want back.
3: Yeah, probably. Probably. I I bet if you ask Bill Walton today, what one loss in his career irks him, it'd be that one. Because they had that thing stashed away. It was was
2: devastating for the Conference of Champions. (laughs) I
1: saw Uh, a Puma the other day.
2: Yeah, started diving on It tasted like yellow. Mm. Uh, This date, 1977. we got snow days around here presently, but on that date... Nearly 50 years ago. Snow falls in Miami, Florida, Beam, for the first and only recorded time in history. A little snow down there on South Beach. Uh, This date, 1986, IBM, the first PC computer virus, is released into the wild. How about that? Not the last. Just ravaging computers all over the place. What would that be, 38 years today? Make sure you take your training module. Absolutely. Cybersecurity training, Bob. Oh, gosh, that's terrible. Every year. <laughs> Every year? Because we're doing it like well, six times. We do a year. Like, this is like the big one about nonsense. Yeah. Uh, Janet, uh, Janet Jackson, Love Will Never Do, hits number one on this date 1991 in the U.S. Uh, some holidays and observances. We've uh, got Quote the Raven, born in 1809, Mr. Edgar Allan Poe. Born in 1923, Jean Stapleton. She is Edith Bunker of Archie Bunker. That's Archie's wife. Uh, George O'Keefe, born on this date in 1935. Yeah. Sing shout, she's my baby. Janis Joplin. I believe that's who we're listening to right now, Shark. Uh, born on this date in 1943. Died at 27 yeah. years old, like all the great musicians do. Mm-hmm. Dan Reeves. We're on this date, 1944. Unfortunately, he passed away two years ago. 38-year NFL head coach. Uh, coached a lot of those Broncos teams to beat the Browns, Shark. See him over there on the sideline. Thanks, Bob. I uh, just wanted to let you know in case you forgot. Uh, took the Falcons to the Super Bowl as well. Never won one, unfortunately, as a coach. Uh, was in some of his players with the Cowboys. Got a couple rings there. Uh, Dolly Parton turning 82 today. Nice. Uh, Katie Segel turning 70, and she still looks pretty good. Huh? The Married with Children, Sons of Anarchy star. Uh, Otis, they call him O.J. Anderson, turning 67 years old. Played a long time for the St. Louis Cardinals, then finished his career with the New York Giants, winning the Super Bowl 25 over the Bills, and was the MVP of that game, Shark. That was the first Super Bowl that I remember watching and consuming. I was uh, seven years old, first grade right then. Uh, Chris Sabo, Red Star, oh, third baseman. Oh, looking awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, turning 62 today. Oh, we've got some Katie Segel. We'll play that, Beam. I'm sorry.
6: You see, when you first get married, you can withhold sex. But then they get to like that.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> so you have to put a little spin on the ball. <laughs> you see, I have to pretend to clean to remind Al how hard my work is. He'll say, why do we need a VCR? Because you want to watch Phil and tape Oprah? <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that you watch Oprah and tape Phil.
2: <laughs> there we go. Uh, classic, classic hit there. Didn't want to pass that up. My bad. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy turned 62. Is he still working at ESPN? They let him go. You he got, hey, man, he got
3: in the big dump last year. Yeah, they threw a big dump on
2: him is what you said. Yeah. Him and Mark Jackson together.
0: <laughs> Gone.
2: Uh, Junior Sale, born on this date, 1969. Lost him a couple of years back. Frank Caliendo, the voice man himself, turning the big five o today, along with Walter Jones, thirteen year NFL vet out of Seattle, uh, played at Florida State. Really good player, really really good offensive tackle. And then uh, Jonathan Taylor of the Colts celebrating a birthday. How old do you think Jonathan Taylor is? Uh, twenty three.
1: Twenty three. Twenty six. Oh, yeah, I guess he's been in the league for a few years. Yeah, 25.
2: 25, which, I, you know, it's still pretty young. Yeah. Like, the fact they wouldn't give him a deal, I'm like, dude, he's 25 years old. I, I get it. Pushing hard early on. Um, and then Wilson Pickett, passing one on this date 2006 shark. And he's dead. We'll
3: hear him at the
2: end of the show. Saying Mustang Sally, everybody needs somebody to love. A lot of great hits there as well. Some holidays and observances. Archery Day. Artist as an outlaw day. Brew a potion day. Uh, good memory day. International fetish day, Shark. Ooh. There one for you. National- we'll ask AJ about that. Absolutely. We'll have to write that down, Beam. All right, yeah. It's on, the- uh, on the sheet. National popcorn day, which is nice for a Friday. New friends day. Uh, tenderness towards existence day. Tin can day. World of migrants and refugees day. And World Cork Day. And those are your historical events, your birthdays, your passings, your holidays, observances for this date. January 9th, the 19th, the 19th day of the year, with 347 days remaining in 2024.
1: Very well done on that, General, as always. Buckeyes, they've got a new offensive coordinator. That's next. Morning Jupes, right here on the fan.
0: Fan traffic.
4: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Oh.
0: What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice.
1: Hey, Snow Day edition of the program. Friday. Brenda, and Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. By the way, traffic's a bit of a mess. It's a mess, Mitzi. So, i will keep you updated on stuff, because apparently it doesn't matter to do traffic on the radio uh, when it's a bad day outside. Um... 71 northbound, like in Columbus, outer lanes are blocked near Weber. So be careful if you're on 71 north. We get a car spinning out? Nah, I don't know, but it looks pretty bad uh, on the traffic cams. Um, so, it's bad? Uh, yeah, it doesn't you doesn't got look. a dart in your neck, babe. It <laughs> doesn't look good. That is awesome. Um, it said, uh, and then Amy said, use Hudson if you're heading out, and you usually use 71, or use 315 uh, if you're usually using 71. And then another issue on I-71 going south, center lane is blocked on I-71 south. Uh, beyond 270 East because of a crash uh, on the north side near Strock Road. So, just some updates for you. Uh, if you're heading out this morning and you are uh, braving the winter weather that we're having, um, but likely your kids are not going to be at school today.
2: Yeah, most of them have been canceled at this point. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, that leads to a lot of cancellation, cancel, cancellations of you know, Friday night hoops games and stuff tonight. Yeah, you know, activities for the kids. Hopefully, you can get stuff going. I mean, it's. I feel like it'll be fine at noon. And that's going to be the irony of everything. Yeah, it'd probably be all right. It's just snow snowing, you know, heavily at like four o'clock.
1: If it would have started at eight p.m. last night,
2: oh, would It started at midnight. It's yeah. just it was a slow build, and you know the roads aren't that bad, but they're not great. It's just
1: they didn't have enough time to clean them. Yeah, absolutely not, man. Uh, so just be careful if you're heading into work this morning. Uh, Bill O'Brien, new head coach. Not sorry, not new head coach. New offensive. fire Ryan Day. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. I just fired Ryan Day. Uh, new offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Let me tell you, I'm sitting You're down. Brutus
2: O'Brien, Brute, did he, Brute, did he come in and just shave Ryan in the back? Yeah, that's right. Just announcing. Well, I want to bring you as my OC. Great. We're going to get
1: Caleb Downs. <laughs> oh, Done. There you
2: go.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, so, By the way, Bill
2: O'Brien, not a defensive coach, but an offensive coach at Alabama, uh, yeah. where Caleb Downs is from. Um, he entered the portal, so. Ryan, I know, was down there yesterday. Scrambling the Jets. Big trying, game hunting. Well, exactly. Trying to wrangle him up. So
1: we'll see how that goes. So I'm sitting down last night and I'm, I'm watching uh, Shawshank for the 2000th time. And uh, Meredith at ski Club. Is that just a random finding? Or oh, you, yeah. It was just so on, so, I think it was just on AMC. So anytime it's on and there's nothing else really happening, I'm, I'm just turning it on. You need to get into Reacher, coach. I do need to do... Bob, last night would have been a great night for me to do that, because uh, Meredith was at Ski
2: Club you all night. We watched Shawshank for the Listen, I know, I know. Reacher's got a little bit of Shawshank to it. You're going to like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just finished it up last night, and it was tremendous, and then we're trying to figure out who's been watching it, because, you know, it usually stays where you're at. Yeah. My wife's like, who else has our Prime account? I'm like, I don't know. I thought my parents have their own. Maybe they don't. I, your parents maybe have it. I don't know. Like, But... We had two episodes left. For some reason it was back on episode four and then episode seven had already been watched. I was like, What what is going on here? So it's always the, strange, but when maybe that the happens.
1: kid I told her, maybe the kids got in and watched. It. I don't know. Yeah, they could have. With the parent parental locks. I don't really know if it's a show that needs that, but uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> anytime you have that response, it's yeah, probably yeah. probably a good idea. So I'm sitting down and watching Shawshank, Meredith at Ski Club, put the put the kid to bed and um, just having a good time. And then I start seeing some reports. I'm like, oh, Bill O'Brien, that's an interesting name. And then, you know, fast forward to about 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever it was last night. Uh, the Pete Thamel tweet that, you know, all but confirms that he's oh, yeah. uh, joining Ohio State as offense coordinator. And anytime one of those dudes puts that out, big reporter like that, you know, it's going to be true. Um, immediate thoughts on the Bill O'Brien hiring for me. Like, as soon as I saw this come down, um, and I, I saw, you know, varying degrees of um, opinions on this, but. Like if you're good enough for your last two jobs being Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, you're good enough for me. Like yeah. that's that was my initial immediate reaction to it. And there's
2: some ebbs and flows over Bill O'Brien's career. Yeah. I mean, that you know helped uh, Bryce Young win a Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, New England's offense not great last year, but you could argue they didn't have a very good quarterback. Part of it did a pretty good job as a Houston Texans head coach. I thought did a pretty good job above as 500 the, as a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, I thought did a pretty good job. Um, I mean, you had Matt Schwab is his quarterback half the time, and then the Brockweiler sometime. The Brocketship? ship, the Brocketship. ship, and I thought he did a pretty good job as a head coach at Penn State. So what he's going to bring is play calling and a veteran presence as well for Ryan. I know Ryan's trying to you know build out the staff with some veteran pieces, guys who have been there, who have done it longer than him. So you have more coaching experience, which is only a good thing. Not to besmirch Corey Dennis, but you know he's a young dude. I didn't coach for very long. Bill O'Brien has been a lot of places, worked in a number of different systems, and has seen a lot of games. So with experience,
1: if you're a good coach, it's going to come knowledge and opportunity. Bill O'Brien started coaching in 1993. Man, I mean this dude's got 30 years of experience on the coaching front. Um, now the interesting part: you mentioned Corey Dennis, so uh, he he ran out of contract, so he's not going to be with Ohio State staff anymore, and. Uh, I'd, I'd be in, interested to see what the philosophy is, what the offensive identity is. Because Ryan and Bill, I mean, pretty different when it comes to offensive philosophy. Uh,
2: a little bit. Bill's pragmatic. Most of Belichick's coaches, he forced them, like, what are we good at? What can we do well? Okay. And it's what do we have on our roster? Yeah. Let's and build it out. Let's build it based upon this, as opposed to some coach, like, hey, this is what I do. Yeah. Always bring in pieces. In New England, you know, that's why they've done a lot of stuff that's different, counterculture, because Bel- uh, Belichick always felt like, hey, we can get different players that maybe guys aren't utilizing as much and find ways to utilize them in better ways. Uh, but there, there should be a creativity. I think this will be a blend of their offenses. I'm sure Ryan's going to keep the same terminology, because that's what Saban always did. Like yeah. You're going to come here and you're going to utilize our terminology so the players aren't learning it, you're learning it. and That's what we're paying you to do. And then They'll be able to teach it to him and then execute it in an impressive fashion.
1: Yeah, so another question then a lot of people had about this and saw some comments like, well, that's slapping the face to Brian Hartline. I'm like, Hartline does not
2: care about not calling like not calling plays. And probably, I think he still has the title co-OC yeah. you know, with this. And learning from Bill O'Brien, it'll be something that will be beneficial to him. It'll free him up to maybe do some more. You know, associate head coaching stuff, and I don't know if that's something that Ryan want to throw out to him potentially there of just game management. You can find guys to run plays, yeah. call plays, but like learning the game management aspect of it—that's that's to me is the bigger part of being a head coach. And
1: you know, to your point about bigger part of being a head coach, I mean, Ryan talked about this last year, right? How I want to take a step back, mm-hmm. I want to be more of a CEO, I want to kind of know everything that's going on inside of my program, and on Saturdays in the fall, like get in the weeds and play calls man it's like i can't really focus what's going on the defense i can't focus what's going on the special teams because right now we're trailing and i need to doctor up some plays and get the offense at the right mindset so i mean this is a huge step in that direction uh it is the step in that direction he yeah. mentioned it last year that he wanted to get away from it he obviously did not he was calling plays and i really do think that him sitting next to eli drinkwitz at the cotton bowl against missouri them having a press conference where eli drinkwitz is like listen i i stepped away from everything Right? I'm not calling defense. I'm not calling offense. I'm just kind of the CEO. Ryan Day wanted to do that.
2: Hopping on Pat McAfee's show from a recruit's house in front of a Christmas tree.
1: Eli? Yeah.
2: Was he? Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was McAfee's show. He was on TV. I'm almost positive it was a McAfee. And he was like at a recruit's house (laughs) and like in front of their Christmas tree, like sitting down. It was amazing. That's perfect. So, like, it gives you the ability to do that stuff and like, You know, Ryan, they're down there trying to get, you know, Caleb Downs. Like, you've got to manage NIL, roster, all these different things, coach your other coaches. Calling plays is really hard to do when you have all this other stuff because preparing a game plan and everything else, it's one thing to do it for a bowl game once a year when you have a couple weeks. But to do it on a week-in and week-out basis is difficult.
1: Yeah, especially, too. I mean, all the different looks that you're going to get across the board, uh, right? I mean, in college and defense is changing up kind of every week or doing something special a la what Virginia Tech did in that 2014 game. We're going to throw the bear front at you. Handle this. Like, you know, people have a... Uh, an identity, and then they can change it on a week-in, week-out basis. So I think this is a great move, actually, uh, for Bill O'Brien. I mean, he's been around for a long time, Bobby, and uh, again, head coach in the NFL, then goes to... Uh, Nick Saban's kind of rehab program, you know, it's turned and burned down there for a couple of years. Awful year in New England, but you look at the roster, you look at everything that was kind of going on up there. I mean, that was uh, not a great situation that he was put in. Now he comes here to Columbus and a huge move for Ryan Day uh, and in the, the biggest step forward of him becoming the CEO of the team. Yeah,
2: you needed this guy uh, to be able to do that, and he's going to give you that freedom now to
1: make those moves a divisional round NFL that begins tomorrow we're going to lock in our NFL picks next morning juice right here on the fan Fan traffic from the Atlas
4: Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey
8: there and good morning. Right now, I-71 northbound is at a standstill near Weber Road because of a crash that crews are on the scene of. Traffic is only getting by in one lane. Take 315 to get around this on I-71 northbound. Also on the west side this morning, I-70 eastbound. The right lane is blocked just beyond Hilliard Rome Road because of a crash. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggerwald.
0: This part of your workday is over. You've managed to get out of your fart sack. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. This is Morning Juice.
1: Who's long here? Friday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Bill O'Brien hired as offense coordinator here at Ohio State. I we mean, yeah, interested to see what this looks like? I mean, is it going to be a brain trust? Like, is Brian going to keep his system? Bill going to bring in his system? What are they going to do? Players around it, Bobby, we, we were just talking about that here. In our last segment, looking at your roster, doing an overall eval, looking at everything that's kind of going on... and figuring out what the best course of action is instead of being staunchly one way or staunchly another. I think it's going to be a great brain trust. And the whole Brian Hartline talk, like it's going to be a slap in the face of him. Like Brian is going to get, I think great experience. He's already uh, unbelievable wide receivers coach. He was an offensive coordinator. Uh, Anytime you bring someone like Bill O'Brien in the room, that has got 30 plus years of coaching experience was a head coach in the NFL, did a pretty good job. Um, Yeah, I I think it's the, the more and more that I think about it, the more and more that we talk about it here this morning, like, it's a good hire, and it's a it's a big hire, and Ryan knows that it was a big hire.
2: Oh, he had to go big on this. And he wanted a guy with a lot of specific criteria, and he's checking. Bill O'Brien checks all those boxes. You know, it took a minute for him to kind of figure this out. I think it was dragging a little more than people liked. But, you know, when you're uh, turning over a bunch of different options, you know, people I've heard people say out there you, know, you wanted um, Brady from – Buffalo, and I'm like, are we sure that he's not getting the coordinator job for the Bills at the end of the season? And are you willing to wait all the way till they're done? Right. Like, at some point, and maybe he doesn't want to go back to college. Like, there, there's a lot of different. Uh, Elements that can factor in with some of these decisions, and timing sometimes
1: can be the most critical. Yeah, so we got that. We'll go over a little bit of that more coming up here in the 7 o'clock hour. For now, divisional round on tap starting tomorrow.
0: Morning Juice presents NFL Picks.
1: Sponsored by Carpenter Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, and Electric.
0: Need heating,
3: cooling, plumbing, or electric? Call a Carpenter. Call a Carpenter. Give me the heat. Bobby C., Yep, it's not that cold um, out right now. No, it, was, it was
1: bitterly
2: cold. when cold. Shark's furnace goes out, he'll be freezing in his house. It's gonna be an
3: ice block. It's gonna get really cold tonight. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like ten. Ooh. And then uh, it's gonna be fifty next week. Boys, you uh, you both picked the same six games. The same, and we last both went week. two and six. I think you there both two went and four. You both went two and four. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it was a, a bit of a rough week. Uh, Beam now one forty six and one twenty four uh. with eight pushes. Bobby one twenty five, one forty five uh. and eight. And I was going to say there, but there's still room to improve. No, there's really not. We've got. Uh, four six seven games left in yeah. this season i'm like sad he,
1: it makes me so sad when we get to this I know. point of the divisional round i know it because at the in the super wild card round you still feel like all right you got six games but then we get down to the nitty-gritty i mean we're on two hands now how many football games we let we have left mm-hmm. until the end of the season it's a very sad time
3: all right. Three of these four divisional games are uh, rematches from earlier this season, and some unusually large spreads yeah, for the girthy spreads for a divisional round. We start tomorrow with the Texans and Ravens in Baltimore. They played all the way back in Week One. The Ravens won twenty-five to nine, and tomorrow the Ravens are a nine and a half point favorite. So, know the weather what it's going to be like there. It's let's let's,
9: let's go that. Let's fire seven. that
2: up. I'm worried. It could be a little cold. As long as there's no pre- precip or wind, I'd feel pretty good about it. Um, nine and a half's big. I'm going to take those points, Shark. If you're going to give me all those, C.J. is playing really well against the Browns. I think the Ravens win this game, but I think it's probably a touchdown.
1: Tomorrow, 27, the high. 20 degrees is the low. And a consistent winds, Bobby, of sixteen miles per hour. I don't like that. That's a that's a bit much. No snow though. No snow. Going to be dry over there in Baltimore.
2: It's the wind. Wind is and rain is the biggest. Uh, Mostly wind.
1: You said they played in Week Five. Yeah, it's an entire Uh, Week One. Oh, Week One. It's a it's a way. Yeah, I'm still I'm still going to take the points. I saw a stat. I think John Harbaugh is like 56-7 and against rookie quarterbacks. I think Baltimore wins this game, but what we saw last Saturday against the Cleveland Browns and a really good defense. Now, granted, they're not great on the road. um, I mean, they had had the answers. The offense did for the Texans. I think the Ravens win, but if you're going to give me 9.5 with Offensive Rookie of the Year and Bobby Slowick and D'Amico out there calling great plays, like, i got to take those points and go with the Texans.
3: All right. Well, since you did that, I'll tempt you with those same 9.5 points Five. out in Santa Clara tomorrow, the late game. The Niners with a, a week off, obviously, the bye week. Niners are a 9.5 point favorite to beat the Packers who smashed the Cowboys a week ago. The
1: San Francisco 49ers are 10-1 and one when they don't allow 100 rushing yards or more. Aaron Jones has been really good since coming back. He was great against the Bears in the last week of the season. He was really good. That opened up Jordan Love to do a lot of things last week against the Dallas Cowboys. The 49ers are six and zero straight up when ten point favorites or more. Four two against the spread when they're at that level. I think Green Bay is playing at an unbelievable level. I just think on the week of rest, that pass rush with Chase Young addition at the beginning oh, you're of the season, in the you're... middle of the season. It's going to be too. I think it's going to be too much for the Packers. I'm going to lay the points. I'll go with the Niners. Really? Yeah. I thought
2: you were going to take them because I was planning on laying those points. Just because the Niners, I think their biggest issue was injuries late in the year. You give them a couple weeks to get healthy, get fresh. Yep. They know this system with the Packers. They understand what they're going to be doing over there, and it's a rookie quarterback going on the road. Again, you got it done the first time, but I think this will be a, a little horse of a different color, if you will, Beamer. And so you're
3: taking... Laying the points. Gotcha. All right. Back in week five in October, the Lions went down to Tampa Bay and beat the Buccaneers 20-6. to The rematch is tomorrow. This one's in Detroit, where it's going to be a lot colder than it was (laughs) in Tampa back in October. But maybe not inside for the game. Probably not inside so much. The Lions are a a six-and-a-half-point choice to beat Tampa. Wow. Couldn't get it to seven.
1: I like that hook. I do too. I'm going to lay the points. Go with the Lions?
2: Yeah. I'm feel- I think uh, Jason Goff, or Jared, Jared Goff, Jason's brother. Jason's on the TV. Jason he, Kelsey's on the TV. He's right ser-
3: Gerard's brother. Gerard's brother, yes.
2: <laughs> I think he's feeling dangerous.
3: Yeah,
2: I do too. This Lions team with Dan Campbell, will be electric. Watching some of the clips from the stands from the last game, yeah. now with this, a chance. To go to an NFC Championship game for the first time since 91. Potentially host, too, if the Packers somehow beat the Niners. Absolutely, which I wouldn't even want to be there for that. I oh gotta, the,
1: Packers at the Lions, NFC Championship game? Oh, Whoa.
2: That would be remarkable. But this, uh, the, it, it is going to be awesome yeah. in their capital A it is, the, it is setting records for ticket prices. Ford Field's not all that big, but it's a sweet place to watch a game. Folks, if you've never been there, head up at some point. Does probably it doesn't look not like there's this.
1: any nosebleeds really in the no, place. No, because
2: it's not that big. It's an old Ford factory, so yeah. it's like dug down in. It doesn't look that big from the side. It's got like one side is only a half side of stands with like a big set of suites, like five stories out. Like it's, just got a, it's all brick. It's got a super cool feel. It's like super choppy underneath because it used to be a factory. Yeah. And like I don't know how they structurally support it at all, but it's and you can't get any cell phone service in the locker room. But it's it's a good spot. I'm I'm all in on the Lions. Um, I, I think it's
1: going to be an electric environment.
2: Dan said he's going to double his caffeine input for the game.
1: Oh yeah, so he's, he's going to actually get four Leventon. coffees yeah. with four shots, four black eyes. It's going to be that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points. I'll go with the Buccaneers. I think these this Lions team is really good. Um, their fans know. Every game is, they're grateful to be in, of course. And if they get to an NFC Championship game, man, that city is going to be on fire. I just think there's something about Tampa Bay and Detroit in the playoffs. Like, I think this one
3: uh, tends to be a little closer.
1: I think Lions emerge with about a three-point victory. Give me the Bucks.
3: And in the late game Sunday, not too late, I think it's like a 6.30 start. Yeah, great still, in Buffalo. No, three and 6.30. It's I a great Sunday it. afternoon. Yep. Uh, the, uh, let's see, back on December 10th, so six weeks ago, they played in Kansas City and the Bills won twenty to seventeen in KC. Sunday's game is in Buffalo. The Bills a two and a half point favorite wow. to beat the Chiefs. First road Play
1: playoff game for Patrick Mahomes. This team, these two teams have played three out of the last four years in the playoffs. The only one that wasn't. If Buffalo were to beat Cincinnati last year, then we were to be talking about that. But they weren't able to do that. Oh, man. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be fun. Again, Kansas City's kind of been the bane of Buffalo's existence. This time, it is in Buffalo. It's up there in Orchard Park. That place is going to be rocking. Lay the points, go with the Bills. What snow are we getting for that game? Uh, I think the snow is going to be gone out of. I mean, not gone. It will still be on the ground, but I don't think it's going to be snowing. I feel like here.
2: anytime it snows here, it snows there a day later. Like a lot more. And a lot more. What are we looking for, Beam? Uh
1: Sunday it's clear, Bob. Twenty seven degrees, twenty two winds at eight to ten is it miles an hour. Snowing tomorrow? No. Really? It's snowing right now. Okay. Well yep. they'll have time to dig it out then. Good for them. I'm laying those points,
2: though. This is this is our time. <laughs> Their time is
1: over. Their time is done. Our time is now. There's in Lake
2: a, Placid, not
1: far from Buffalo. No, right? it's really not. Do you believe in miracles? Oh, Michaels does. Really they is. didn't put him on the call though there's a new record holder for eligibility in college football. That and quick hitters next. Morning juice right here on the fan.
0: Fan traffic.
1: From the Atlas Butler
4: Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
8: Hey there and good morning. Right now, I-71 is very slow moving as you're coming out of the Columbus Metro because of a crash right near Weber Road. Only one lane of traffic is getting by as crews work to clear this up. Take 315 northbound to get around this. Also on the west side, I-70 eastbound. The right lane is blocked just beyond Hill Rome Road because of a crash. In the 10 TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Starter.
0: if you make a wise crack about Dayton pizza, Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, uh, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. We
1: well, are on the Juice brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader. It's testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at FeelGreatColumbus.com. Morning Juice presents
0: Quick Hitters.
3: Sharky? Yes. Hey, happy Friday happy to you. Happy Friday, TGIF, our favorite day of the week. You know, Miami... Oh, worst you know? day of the
0: week, Sharky. I
3: love Fridays. Miami Hurricanes tight end, Cam McCormick, has had quite the college football journey. He began his career at Oregon in 2016, <laughs> the same year that Nick Bosa began his career at Ohio State. But Cam missed parts of four different seasons due to injury. You add that to his redshirt year and then the COVID season, and that gave him the chance to petition the NCAA for a ninth, yes, ninth season of eligibility. And the NCAA said, yeah, sure. Sure. Now, this isn't a guy who's exactly a high-level performer. In his college career, he's had 26 catches with four touchdowns. Oh, by the way, Bobby... McCormick turns 26 years old. I was going to say, April. "Gosh, man! You're, can you imagine me a 26-year-old in college playing I mean, with
2: kids?" I mean, Schlegs was 25 when he graduated, which I can't even imagine. But he played—you know—he went to prep school for a year, then played five—you know, two at Air Force, three here, the red shirt in the middle there. This guy—would you say it was nine years? Yeah,
5: nine, nine that, times.
2: That doesn't even make sense. Get a job. <laughs> Do like I did, sir. Get a job. <laughs> hey, you know what? Being in college isn't that bad anymore. If you can get it, it's great. These guys Good all, for him. All getting a little bit of NIL cash. You got limitless food. You're just hanging out on campus. Yeah, taking one class a day. Oh, maybe he, one class a week. Uh, I hope you, that he's got a, a degree and has worked on a master's. And some other he thing. did. Like, but, so
1: someone posted his LinkedIn profile on Twitter on Twitter last night. It was a, I think it was a bachelor's in like communications, strategic communications or something like that. Uh, and then it was it was a I think it was a master's Bob in like marketing and yeah you know some something along those lines and then when he transferred down to Miami it just says athlete and like International studies or something. <laughs> I, mean, I can't imagine that he's really doing anything in the classroom. Like there's not, other than your doctorate, which yeah. I don't think he was trying to get a doctorate. No. Like I no. don't know what he is. I don't can, know
2: what he's doing. You can snack other masters. My brother went to OU. He was there for six years. He graduated in three. Got his masters in finance after two, and then started working on like another masters and got like halfway through that. Good. It's like, what are you else you gonna do, man? I'd say if they're paying for it. Might as well keep getting some more paper. The of
1: Tungavailoa did not get yeah, his. Yeah, well, year.
3: I want to know what the difference is between those. <laughs> I don't know. Sixth year. Sixth year, yeah. yeah. In his four seasons as head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury had a record of 28 37 1 with one winning season, went 11 6. In 2021, when the Cardinals lost in the wild card playoff game, not a great head coach, but certainly a reputation as a solid offensive mind. And he may be returning to the NFL. Kingsbury expected to interview for the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator opening. The Bears fired Luke Getzey after the season. It's not a sure thing that Kingsbury would get the job, Beamer. He's the ninth known candidate that the Bears have requested to interview. Oh, well,
1: I mean, you are interviewing, that many people, Beam. We have no options. <laughs> we, nothing I mean, sounds good. It really is. It tells you that they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Cliff know, Kingsbury, you hire him, you would think. Okay, they're going to draft Caleb Williams. Yeah. Like they're going to. He was at USC last year, um, and their offense. Like they may have scored a lot of points, Bobby, but like their offense it was, was not great. bad. Like yeah. the X's and O's, and I don't know if that was Lincoln Riley. I don't know if that was a Cliff Kingsbury thing. Well, their offensive line wasn't great. It I mean, was bad. a lot of things. Like going. they scored a lot, and Caleb got him out of a lot of situations, but a lot of that was like kind of chuck and pray. Yeah, it was him running around. Yeah, like running around, make plays, kind of backyard football. Um, yeah, this is. It's two things. It's an interview for a, a, an opening on the offensive coordinator front. It's also an interview that's a, a ruse for a scouting trip to go talk about Caleb and what he would bring. So, yeah. I don't know. I would absolutely hate this. I would hate the. i tell you what. I nine interviews
2: for your OC. I mean, that's Make like intent. you said, Shark. You're hungry, you went to Cheesecake Factory. Just give me a lot of options. I like that, Bob. Yeah, Good but analogy. if you're sitting there and you have no idea what you
1: want, you'll be oh, sitting there for three hours trying to figure it out. How does an air raid offense in the city of Chicago sound? Mm, you yeah. Go. Yeah.
2: Oh, think about that So nice, crisp, fast <laughs> soldier grass in yeah. December. bean. <laughs> Blanket with some snow, some wet mush out there. Mm. Black,
1: Black high tops. Hey, run, run, the run. Bears are back in the cellar where they belong
3: mike tomlin held an end of season presser yesterday admitted he could have handled the monday postgame interview better (laughs) but said he walked out because it was inappropriate to talk about his job instead of the loss to the bills anyway tomlin was also asked about a possible contract extension with the steelers
10: yes i expect to be back and i would imagine that those contract things are are going to run their course man um Art and I have a really good, transparent relationship. We communicate continually often. Um, I don't imagine it's going to be an issue, and I imagine it's going to get done in in a timely manner at the appropriate time. But, you know, my mindset is to coach this football team, certainly.
3: Bob, um, among the uh, 32 NFL coaches, uh, job security, his, the longest, his might be the safest.
2: He's the second longest tenured
3: or longest, First behind. longest now behind Bill. Yeah. Harba- oh. oh, yeah,
1: he's number one. He's number
3: one. Yeah. 17 years, I oh, think. Oh, 17? I think so. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah so good for him. cowher has been gone that long, huh? He's, I think, coached there longer than Cowher has now.
3: Yeah. I, he he has to have coached there longer than Cower if he's there seventeen. Which years. was crazy. Like when
2: I found out from Brewer yesterday that Garrett was the second longest tenured How, Cowboys head coach. Yeah, nine, nine and, and a half, half years. years. That's nuts. Bodie was crying in the corner when he heard that. <laughs> um, but listen, Mike Tomlin going where he took a bad quarterback to average offense team to nine and eight into the playoffs, yeah. and honestly. Of all the playoff games, that was one of the most competitive. Yeah. You never felt like they had the firepower to win it, but they didn't play
1: bad. Outside of, the, yeah, the Lions Lions and Rams game, like yeah, that was probably that was the it. second most
2: competitive one that, that you got. That was the next one. So you know what? Like Mike Tomlin's fine. He walked off. It's like, that's not the appropriate time to ask right after the game. Yeah. He said he was in a better mood. We can ask contract stuff. And this is going to be done in a timely manner, Beam at the appropriate time. Yeah. Time is on his side.
1: Time is Time on is his. a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. And time after time. He he was pissed off after the game, right? Like he was upset. He's upset. His team just lost in a wild card round. Yeah. Did any of us expect him to win? No. Did, Did he expect them to win? Yes. He coaches the team. Yeah. Of course. They showed up. Like he was mad. He was upset. I don't have time to answer these contract interview or interview contract questions. I'm not gonna do it. I'll answer it a couple days later. He took a deep breath. Gonna be good. Tell you what, man, I mean, he's a hell of a coach and Okay. any other NFL organization would be lucky to have him. So I know that people are feeling froggy over there in Pittsburgh and maybe not like maybe not like it. You don't know what you got till it's gone and the grass is not always greener on the other side. Ohio It's State's, always greener in Shark's pocket though. That's true. He's got those awesome It's a pale shade of green. He's got those awesome lamps. That keep everything warm during the winter months. Buckeye's got a new offensive coordinator hiring a Bill Belichick. We'll do that or not Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien. That would be great if Bill Bill Belichick came in. Do that in the re-rack next. Morning juice right here on The Fan.
4: Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services
8: Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. Right now we are watching a lot of trouble spots out there. One of the biggest ones is on the west side this morning on I-70 eastbound just beyond Hilliard Rome Road. There is a crash that has eastbound traffic slow moving on that Hilliard Rome eastbound entrance ramp. You can take US-40 eastbound or Fisher Road to Wilson to get around this. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger.
0: Counting down the days until Sharks' retirement. You are listening to Morning Juice.
8: Hour number
1: two of the program for us on a Friday. Brandon being Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark, coming up here. 7.20 this morning. Jackets insider Jeff Sabota. He's going to join the program. Let's talk a little CBJ with him. 7.35. No Austin today. They're down visiting the mouse in Florida. Bill Landis of the podcast. He's also going to pop by. the
2: loser. He should wake up.
1: Who, Austin? Yeah. He's going to be up. They're going to be at... Probably Disney World by then. That's fine. You can do it walking around. I, I agree. Give us the sights and sounds, you know? It smells. Ooh, what's Epcot smell like? It smells so, like drunk parents. Exactly. I'm curious if Austin's going to go there. Did you go to Epcot when you guys went?
2: No, they went today. The because of all the ones, that was the one that I wanted to go to the least.
0: Oh.
1: Um, I feel like I, that would be the one I would want to go to the most. Well, I just didn't Me, need to walk around and
2: drink. I wanted to go... walk. I wanted to, I wanted to go... Uh, you know, ride rides and like i was really amped for the star wars deal yeah and going to uh hollywood so we did that i mean i did magic kingdom hollywood and the animal animal kingdom yeah so that was fun they did epcot the first day wrote stuff like and i got in there that night at like 10 o'clock so it was all good for you drink around the world bob yeah i, I understand that but
1: you, you can <laughs> get drinks anywhere
2: i can was, have a mai tai i
1: guess You know, that would be pretty good. So Bill Landis, he's going to join us. uh, Coming up here at 7.35 this morning, talk all things Bill O'Brien, new offensive coordinator here at Ohio State. And then a huge 8 o'clock hour. Ross Bjork, new athletic director, Ohio State. He's going to join us coming up at 8.20 this morning. And then AJ Hockey rounds out the program with us coming up at 8.35. Let's do a re shall we?
0: Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re on Morning Juice.
4: Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Family owned and operated with more darts and cues than anyone in Ohio. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin.
1: we got a huge weekend here uh, of sports. And on the fan, tonight, Jackets at home against the Devils at 7 o'clock. 6.30 coverage for that one. Tomorrow, Ohio State men's basketball against Penn State. High noon. Looking to snap that three-game slide that they're on. Coverage begins for us at 11 a.m. Then after that, we've got your divisional round games here on the fan. You've got the Texans at Ravens around 4 o'clock. Packers at the 49ers at 8 o'clock. Then on Sunday... Ohio State women's basketball entertain Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes at noon. 11.45 coverage begins here on the fan. So that's not a 14.60 game. Uh, that's an FM stick game. So Maddie Andrews is going to be on the call. That begins at 11.45 on Sunday. And then we got the Bucks and the Lions coverage starting at 2.30 on Sunday with that kick I think around 3 o'clock. And then the Chiefs and Bills uh, at 6.15. So anything that you can think of here uh, around Central Ohio or pertaining to the NFL, like we got you covered on all fronts here on the fan all weekend. Yeah, have you, seen for the, that. have you seen the the ticket costs for the Ohio State women's basketball game? Oh, they're like three hundred fifty bucks to for, against Iowa and Caitlin Clark. Yeah, they're she's sold worth out. every dollar of nil. Yeah. money. <laughs> I mean, she, she packs it out. Yeah.
2: Um. So there we go. It's pretty pretty solid there. Uh, I believe it's been sold out for a while. I think it is, and,
1: and they opened up the uh, the upper, upper de- as Yeah, the well. upper deck. And what are, what are the What's the get in the door price? Get in the here? door price. General admission terrace level, level upper bowl, which is like standing room. I've never even heard of standing room. Uh, they have standing room with a shot. Oh, it's general admission, like the upper. It's so there's no assigned seating. Uh, I guess in the upper deck, or maybe this is just fake. But that's thirty six dollars. You're on Ticketmaster. I am on Ticketmaster. It How says, would it be fake? General admission terrace level, and all the upper bowl is general admission. I don't terrace know. I have to go, go read the press conference of this, but. um, Anything like kind of in the lower bowl, $221 to get the door price. There you go. That's nuts.
2: Absolutely. It's tough to get tickets. Yeah. I was talking to the uh, strength coach the other day for the women's team and talking about getting her tickets to yeah, trying to get them for some of these coaches on the football staff. It's going to be, <laughs> this guy's ridiculous. You know, it's hard. I mean, this is a big deal. She's huge, great player, and uh, should be pretty compelling.
1: Absolutely, man. Especially too with uh, Ohio State coming off that massive win against Maryland, yes. uh, just a few days ago. So they're turning in the right direction again. Jason can lock her down. That was only the seventh time in the last ten years that anybody's gone on the road to beat Maryland. So that's going to be a fun one. Coverage begins for us at 11:45 a.m. Sunday. Um, tip off at noon. That one on the FM station. So that'll be terrific. And you get your divisional round stuff. But Bill O'Brien hired as offensive coordinator. Uh, here at Ohio State. Again, I was watching Shawshank last night. It's great. You know, Red's trying to get out on probation. Andy's talking about hope. And then Red's trying to say hope is a dangerous thing. You either get busy living or you get busy dying. Like, I'm in a great, great part of the movie. Uh, then my phone starts blowing up and see Pete Thamel you know, with the big tweet that Ohio State's set to hire former NFL coach uh, Bill O'Brien as the school's new offensive coordinator. Sources told ESPN yesterday, um, expecting an announcement today. Sharky mentioned a little bit earlier on in the update immediate thoughts on this when I saw this come down was like, this is a mega hire by Ryan day. And he understands that he can't mess up with this. And if you're good enough for Bill Belichick and you're good enough for Nick Saban in your last two coaching spots, well, you're going to be good enough for me. Absolutely.
2: You know, you look at what he did. I had someone tweet at me, his time with Belichick and Saban resulted in zero championships. He's a loser. I'm like, yes, yep. great analysis there. Way to dive in. Really look at him like hundred percent. I bet it was all his fault too. Yeah,
1: I agree, he's a loser.
2: He um, was head coach of the Texans, had a winning record as a head coach in the NFL, did a pretty good job at Penn State, coming out of the Joe Pa situation, and you know, obviously, recruiting restrictions and you know, scholarship well, the limitations. was a mess. Yeah, on no, probation a mess. did a good job at Houston. You know, he's done a good job when he was in New England. You know, a couple times for the most part. Last year, their offense was bad, and yeah. I don't think. That wasn't as largely due to him as the fact that their quarterback situation was a mess. The
1: receiver situation was a mess.
2: Yeah, they, they just they were trying to dig out of a hole that they had dug in at the end of the Tom Brady era, and you know then when he was with Alabama, I thought he did a pretty good job. I did too. You know, just because they didn't win a title, you know how hard it is to win championship. Just one guy a year gets to do that. One team, so it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. But when they were at Bam, I thought he did a good job on the offensive side with what they had. A Bryce Young a Heisman Trophy, absolutely. You know, and they're like, well, it's because Bryce's ability to improv. I'm like, okay, that's fine. If you want to say that Nick Saban doesn't hire bad coaches, yeah, and if he does, he coaches them up
1: until they're better, or they quit. One of those two things (laughs) happen. (laughs) That's it's so true. You know what? Uh, This isn't going to be cut out for you. I'm just gonna I'm gonna like drag you into a wall. That's kind of the coaching philosophy down there. Um, It's huge for a couple of reasons. One, because I mean, it's a former NFL head coach. Yeah. That has not been out of the league for very long. Was just in the NFL last year. Is coming to coach Ohio State as an offensive coordinator. Play caller. Uh, other hand of this is like Ryan knew that it was a big hire, Bob. He he had to do something. He understood that Eli Drinkwitz, not a month ago. You know, I mean, when was that game? New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve? Mm-hmm. We're talking about three weeks ago today. Um, when that game happened. Eli Drinkwitz, the coach for Missouri, who yeah, is around the same age as Ryan. Younger fella. Yeah. Um you know, hired an offensive coordinator, hired a defensive coordinator. He gave up play calling duties and said, guys, you know, we've, we've had the season because I'm able to look over as the CEO uh, of this program. And Ryan sitting, you know, 10 feet away from him during that press conference. And then you obviously get to see what Missouri did to you during the bowl game, during the cotton bowl. And we had talked a lot last year about, is this going to be the year where Ryan steps away from the play calling? And he had Brian, Ryan and Brian you know, together collectively calling plays, but this is a huge step in a direction where Ryan says, you know what? Ryan, I need- Brian and Bill. Yeah. Ryan, Brian, Bill. I need to understand. And I need to be able to oversee everything that is going on inside of this program. And I cannot get weighed down with playing calls.
2: Maybe it's Brian, Ryan and Bill or Bill Ryan and Brian BRB
1: BRB. Bill Ryan, Brian.
2: Be right back. I like that. This is good. This will be a situation. Heartline will help. I mean, I'm, Sure, he'll probably still have a co-coordinator yeah. title. Maybe there'll be, you know, some move with him doing more like uh, overall coaching stuff and kind of learning that side of everything, which to me is more impactful. Being able to understand how to run a program, run, you know, a game, manage a game, and Bill O'Brien, I'm sure is going to be able to help that as a veteran guy. And, and they're looking to bring in on some other veteran pieces as well. Uh, so that's pretty exciting uh, as we watch them round out the staff. And I'm sure they're going to make. Maybe another change or two on the offensive side, you know, to kind of tailor it to what Bill O'Brien wants to do. We'll see kind of how all that shakes out. But I mean, I think this is a huge hire. I don't think it impacts Hartline. You know, so how does that impact super recruiter Brian Hartline? It doesn't. He's going to go recruit the wide receiver room. He's going to coach there. He'll still be involved in the offensive game playing a lot. It'll be a learning opportunity for him. I think he embraces it as such. Mm-hmm. Brian doesn't have such a big ego where it's like, well, if I'm not calling plays, I don't want to be here. I don't think he could give a crap about that. Yeah. You know, calling plays is it's nice, but like it's not a necessity. And so, this is a it's a great opportunity, I think, for him. It doesn't impact him in a big way, and those three guys will now be able to do a you know a lot of great things. And it'll also free up Ryan Day to manage the program, become more of a CEO. There's so many things going on now in college football that you need a coach who can do a lot because game planning, while it's important, it's critical to win games. You've got to manage NIL, there's recruiting, there's all these different elements. All the time, that are all the time that never existed before. And so it's it takes more of those hours. And and here's the thing, they they're not creating any more hours in the day, Beamer. Mm-hmm. The days are the days. Yeah. And so you've got to be as as productive as you can and as efficient as you can. But at some point, like you start running out of time and you lean in on the game planning aspect of it because that's what you know and that's what you like. And that's what helps you have the immediate gratification. But the other things
1: are managerial
2: elements of it that you got to stay stay with and stay on top of. Yeah,
1: it's not like Ryan is going to totally go away from game planning, right? I mean, it'll just give him the ability and free him up to do other, other things as he see. fit. To so be able, able to spin. call a
2: game, the amount of preparation you need leading in is astronomical. And most people don't understand that. There's a big difference between helping game plan, and I like this and that, and you're doing these things versus feeling good enough to where not only do you feel comfortable what you're doing, you have a good idea of what they're going to do every play and how they're going to call it. I mean, there's a lot of gaming theory in there. So you have to watch so much film to understand how they like to attack you so that you're always a step ahead, a play ahead. And it's tough to do that while managing the game as well.
1: Yeah, so speaking of maybe possible more free time that Ryan Day is going to have, we know he's got some uh, at this part of the season, and they're big game hunting yesterday. Because apparently, Ohio State traveled down to Georgia to make an in-home visit with Alabama transfer defensive back Caleb Downs, which
2: is big. That's best big. safety there. Bill O'Brien was at Alabama too. I know he was on the offensive side, but you know his knowledge of Caleb Downs, the familiarity there. You know, Ohio State was the his runner-up, you could say, in recruiting. Yeah. Now Georgia wasn't necessarily involved as much early, but they did get his DBs coach yeah. from Bama. So. You know, that's the other team that he's potentially targeting. It's, so one we'll of the, it's Ohio State or Georgia for him. I would say that's it. And we'll see. That would be
1: a, a huge yeah. get if the Buckeyes can pull it off. It would be a massive get. So that's what they were up to yesterday. Bill O'Brien, new offensive coordinator, Corey Dennis's contract ran out. So I, they still have one coaching spot open, correct? Because he replaced Perry Eliano with Macquarie. Corey Dennis now with Bill Belichick. Uh, and then Parker Fleming's spot is still open. So they still have a a floating spot yeah
2: right now james is kind of occupying that spot for. he's on the he's on the road he's recruiting yeah because you're allowed to have 10 guys up and out so there's like a temporary deal you can get so they're still trying to figure that out there still could be changes on the offensive side you know with bill o'brien coming if there's something
1: he really wants to do jackets in action tonight against the devils jackets insider jeff sabota he's going to join us we'll talk all things cbj with him next morning juice right here on the fan
0: And traffic.
4: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
8: Hey there and good morning. Right now we're watching an incident over on the west side. This is on I-70 eastbound, just beyond Hilliard Rome Road. The far right lanes are blocked. And the eastbound entrance ramp at Hilliard Rome Road for I-70 is very slow moving because of a crash cruiser on the scene of. You can take US-40 eastbound or you can hop on Fisher Road eastbound and get on Wilson Road to get back onto I-71 eastbound. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuck.
0: You're listening to Rob Manfred's least favorite radio show. This is Morning Juice.
1: Friday edition of the program, Brandon Bean, Bobby Crop, and Mark the Shark. Every single Friday, at this time, at 7.20 in the morning, we talk to our great friends.
0: Morning Juice presents Talking Jackets. Give it back to Johnny Gaudreau, left wing circle, takes a shot, and he.
4: Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing, proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets.
1: The Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline here We Go he is Jackets Insider, Jeff Sabota. Jeff, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us here this morning. Did Elvis request a trade from the Jackets, Jeff? <laughs> I'm I'm very confused because he came out and he said it in front of a media scrum and JD was on hockey and hounds yesterday with Rothman and I saying he didn't request a trade. Did he did he or did he not request a trade? <laughs>
9: I guess that's, well, I always say the million dollar question, perhaps the five million dollar question, uh, given his salary. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Elvis was, you know, unhappy with not that stretch there where he was not the starting goaltender. And I think everyone would understand that. And as for what happened behind the scenes, um, I think he has kind of said he may have misspoke in the aftermath of Monday's game. But oh, are I. Are we know, blaming I, it on
2: the language barrier? <laughs>
9: Perhaps I don't. I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I I must admit I I do not know. And you know, there's been times where players are upset and and I guess say things. And who knows? I mean, I say I I obviously he was not happy not being the, the starting goalie and said that in a in a press conference. And whether the, he semantically specifically asked for a trade or did not, I do not know the answer to that question. Um, and I guess we'll just have to play it out from here. I
2: have to play it out from here.
9: Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. What do you? You know, he's kind of underperformed, I think, relative to the expectations he's had, you know, since his time of kind of being awarded the starting goalie. I mean, do you see him being the long-term answer here in Columbus over the next couple of years?
9: Well, um, maybe, I guess, would be the answer uh, that I would have. I mean, I do think that they can come back from this and he can play here, and, and I think that given the situation that they're in, um and and with the how hard it is to make a, a deal uh right now that i think he there is a decent chance that he will be with the team for the rest of the season and if he plays well and everybody moves past this and i i think there's a possibility that it could happen i mean pascal vincent said the other day i mean he, he's the coach he's not the general manager but you know that elvis could be here for a long time uh it's not his purview but it, it, it could happen and so i think that you know you know, times always change. There have been players who've been upset at times in, in the league and and say they want to trade or are unhappy with their roles, and then they get a bigger role and they play well and and they're there for a long time. And so, I think that is on the table, and I think it's also on the table that that both sides decide that they want to you know move on from each other. And so, you know, it's it's hard to predict the future, but I think that you know it 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 could happen. Um, it it all just depends on how things develop from here, uh, and and so no one really knows how that's going to go. I mean, obviously. There was, there's been ups and downs in this relationship and, you know, both with just the way that, you know, the, on the ice and off, I guess you could say. And so um, it, it it just sort of depends how it goes from here. I mean, these things can be uh, figured out and they can be uh, I'm trying to think of the right term I want to use. I don't want to say everybody can, you know, get papered over or it can get papered over, but it, it all just depends on how it goes from here. Honestly. And I don't know how it's going to go from here. But if Elvis plays well and, and is able to take the net and and uh, run with it, I, I could see a scenario where this all works out. And I could also see a scenario where it just at the end of the day, both sides do decide to move on from one another. So it, it really all just depends on, on how it goes from here.
2: I believe the words you were looking for is reconciliation. <laughs> you know, maybe yes. reconcile this, Jeff. And you mentioned some of the things that Pascal said. You know, he's the coach on the GM. Pascal also said on Wednesday, which. You can hear him in this Wednesday time window, about 7.20 every week. You know, I asked him about the Monday to Friday break, and you know, they've been playing so many games. That's that's a long break for the Jackets when you look at their season. And he kind of referenced this to be a nice little like midweek opportunity, kind of get ready for potentially a playoff push. What do you say about that? <laughs>
9: uh, well, I think that he's been happy with the way that they played. And I know that in the start of the season when they were – Uh, playing, I think it was 30 games in the first 60 days. There was not a lot of time to sit down and breathe and and practice and just try to get their game better, which was probably tough because, you know, you've got a new, even though Pazzy was around the last couple of years, you know, he's, he's a head coach now. Things are a little bit different. There's new things that they're working on, new systems and things like that. So the fact that they didn't have a chance to sit down and really work on those things, it was difficult. And so, I think the fact that they've been able to practice and been able to breathe has helped. And, and I know that you, know, you look at the raw numbers, and they have been giving up a lot of goals in recent games and have been giving up a lot of goals you know, well all season, really. But if you look at the analytic numbers behind what they're doing uh, defensively, they've been a lot better. They've really limited scoring chances from the other team. Uh, you know, they're second in the NHL uh, in expected goals against uh, at 5-on-5 five five since January 1st, uh, which, you know, not to get too nerdy, uh, but it means they're not giving up nearly as many scoring chances to other teams, and so uh, they, they've, they're getting better there. And, and Pascal Vincent has said, when you mentioned playoff push, you know what they're trying to build here is a team that can win in the playoffs. And so everything they're doing, you know, even if you though you look at the record, and you know, he has said he understands that you know that people will look at the record and say, you know, give a Jim Mora uh, playoffs kind of reaction. But what they're trying to do is build a team that down the road can win at a playoff level. And the big thing about that is being better defensively and limiting chances. And when they look at the numbers, they have done that the last six or seven games. And so now it's just continuing to do that and doing it at a time where teams are gearing up for the playoffs. And so... Uh, that's the lens through which they view things and, and they think they've gotten better and hopefully that continues.
1: He is Jackets Insider, Jeff Saboto with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Some interesting stuff for the Jackets, some moves being made. Uh, David Herchek going down to Cleveland, Jeff. He's expected to return for the Western Canadian road trip and then uh, you get your captain back tonight, I do believe Boone Jenner coming back at Nationwide Arena. He's been, had his jaw and his mouth wired shut. Mm. He's been drinking out of a straw for the, the, the last electors. few weeks. <laughs>
9: Yeah, I can only imagine how tough that's been. I have no idea how he's been able to uh, survive. He went into a very detailed discussion of the foods that he's been able to eat out of a blender over the past mm. month, and it did not sound like very much fun. Uh, so I'm sure he's the happiest guy in the world. I'm not sure if he's happier that he's able to play hockey again or that he's able to eat solid foods. <laughs> uh, probably, probably playing hockey because that's what Boone Jenner lives to do. Uh, but, yeah, it would be very good to have the captain back, and, and they've added him back, and they've added Sean Corrales back to the lineup yeah. uh, this week. And I think, you know, you, you could tell that they were they they missed those guys just from the experience and, and the leadership aspect of uh, what they bring to the table on a daily basis. So really good to have those guys back. And, and then you also you know, mentioned Juracek there, and I know uh, the consternation out there uh, of uh, of him being sent down to Cleveland, but, you know, the Monsters have games. Uh, tonight and tomorrow at home. So he'll get a chance to play those games, you know, just get, play some big minutes down there, uh, you know, and then he'll be back with the team uh, when Sunday when we fly over, out to Edmonton. So, uh, you know, the, I understand the they, people want to see David Yerchek playing at the NHL level, but he's, he's a 20-year-old defenseman, and he's there's not a lot of those in the league. And so, you know, they've had him kind of step back and, and just, you know, take a breath, work on some things in practice. You know, skating is one of those things because you watch him, and, and that's something that he's going to get better at as he plays more, um, but just, you know, kind of work on his game a little bit, and I'm sure he'll be back in the lineup sooner rather than later. So uh, get him back on Sunday, and, and hopefully, you know, we're really now at a point where you look at the, uh, you know, Patrick Liney and, and Zach Korinsky are still out, and those are obviously big names. But the user the reserve list is getting smaller, which is a good thing for the Blue Jackets.
2: In about your last 30 seconds here, Jeff, if your jaw was wired shut, mm-hmm. do you think that would inhibit your ability to consume some of that delicious red drink that you like to drink so much?
9: <laughs> i can only imagine how unhappy i would be if my jaw was wired shut uh it was it <laughs> yeah i i cannot i just uh i it just sounds terrible i mean the good news was he was able to skate and stuff like that but my goodness can you imagine i mean just it would just change i would be in the worst mood of all time at all times if my jaw was wired shut but lucky for boone he already has some missing teeth so they were able to take out his teeth mm. and he was able to consume the straw that way which I guess if there's a benefit to not having uh, your front teeth, uh, I guess that's one of them.
1: Buddy, always appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping <laughs> on with us here this morning. Have a great time in Western Canada, and we'll talk to you at 4.35 a.m. local time in Vancouver next week, all right?
9: I will. I'll talk to my agent, see if we can, <laughs> you know, if we do really need to do that. <laughs> see you, Jeff. Have a great weekend, buddy. All right, you too, guys. There he goes.
1: Jackets Insider, Jeff Simoto with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Bill Landis of the podcast and rivals is next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. <laughs> fan
4: traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey
8: there and good morning to you. A dicey situation out on the roads this morning. Two crashes, both on the north side of town. The first one on 161 this morning, going westbound. This is just beyond New Albany Road. There is a crash that has traffic slow moving in those westbound lanes. Also, just a little bit west of this on I-270 westbound. There is a crash that you should expect lane closures because of. This is near the Cleveland Avenue exit on I- 70 westbound. In the 10 TV traffic center, I'm Amy Stugger.
0: If this show made a scented candle, it would smell like bad coffee, unwashed jock strap, and grass
6: clippings. I wasn't sure how you take your coffee.
0: You're listening to Morning Juice.
6: So mouth or enema?
1: here's Long here, Friday edition of the program. Right now, we're going to head up to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. We usually check in with Austin Ward at this time, but he's visiting the mouse. He's got stuff going on. Mouse in the house? That's right. He's got stuff going on. Maybe he's already in line to go on one Wait, of the rides hold down there. You Tower say- of Terror. I'm not sure.
2: I was roading confused. Gerbils or mouses?
1: Mouses. Mices. Okay. Mises. And we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Outline. Check with our good friend on the podcast, uh, Rivals Dotting the Ice. He is Bill Landis. Bill, thanks so much for the time. Was watching uh, your guys' video last night. You and Doug uh, and Berm reacting to this mega news that we got decently late, that Bill O'Brien is the new offensive coordinator here for Ohio State. Uh, just your immediate reaction when you saw that come down to the hire.
10: Yeah, I was I was a little surprised by like some of the like immediate negative re- reaction to it. Like I, I get like that Bill O'Brien is, is not necessarily Mister Personality, and, and perhaps there was a I don't know more exciting younger hire out there that Ryan Day could have made. I don't, I, I don't really know who, who that is, but like my reaction was, man, Ohio State just got a guy who's been an NFL and college head coach and called plays for the Patriots and called plays for Nick Saban to. Come take this thing over from from Ryan Day, and and that's at the very least, that's interesting. I'm not saying like it's a slam dunk, definitely going to work, but but my, my initial reaction to it also wasn't, man, this is going to be a disaster. Like I, I think it has a chance to be pretty good for Ryan Day, and, and and in hindsight, like as we were thinking about where this could go and what it would look like when Ryan Day ultimately decided to like kind of give up play calling and you know you know give the reins of the offense to, to someone else, and then take more of a CEO approach. Um, it was never going to be to someone who was less experienced than than he was at doing it. Um, So it makes sense to me now that that he has someone with with a wealth of experience and Bill O'Brien to to do it. And, you know, it'll be interesting how they meld ideas and and what exactly the offense looks like. We think it'll still look like the Ohio State offense. But um, in terms of, you know, offensive chops and and experience and, and pedigree and. I think Ohio State could do a lot worse than bringing in a guy who's been a head coach at both levels and coordinated with at some major major programs and some big time games with with programs that, that have you know exceedingly high expectations, just like Ohio State does.
2: You said you you wanted a surefire hire. Who, who who was a surefire hire, Bill? I mean, is there anybody out there? I yeah, people were talking about Joe Brady. I'm like, first of all, like he flamed out and. Uh, Carolina, he's still coaching right now. There's a good chance he'll get the Buffalo OC job. Like, I, I don't know who the surefire guy that someone could say, "Hey, this is the guy that we want." He would have been perfect.
10: Yeah, I don't know who that is either, Bob. And I, you know, I didn't, I didn't have that name in my head. I had a few guys that I thought were would have been interesting. Joe Brady was was one of them, but as you said, he's he's not a perfect candidate either, and also seemed incredibly unlikely given what's happening um, in, in Buffalo right now. Um, you know, like Dan Mullen was a name we heard early on, and that's interesting for some reasons and, and a little underwhelming for others, too. Like I I don't know that there was a perfect hire out there for Ryan Day to make. I, I think the thing that was or things that were clearly most important to him were NFL experience. Um, and I, I think now now that we know who the choice is, um, a, a guy that you can entrust to kind of be the head coach on that side of the ball. And obviously, if you're doing that, you would probably prefer previous head coaching experience, too, similar to what Jim Knowles had. On the defensive side, you know, it's it's not as high profile of head coaching experience being the head coach at Cornell compared to being the head coach at Penn State and the Houston Texans. But um, I think it's a similar thought process. I mean, You want to know that you're empowering a guy who knows what it means to, to run an operation, um, even if he's kind of just running half of the operation in your building. So there's, there's never, I think, a perfect candidate. With stuff like this and, and which I and but people I think always seem to think there is or hope there is, which is why the, the, the feelings could be mixed once the decision's made. But um like I said before, you know, of, of all the people that were available, none of them had the experience or resume I think that the Bill O'Brien has. So so who am I to say that this is this is the wrong decision?
1: He is Bill Landis of the podcast with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. Fan guest hotline. Um, Bill's going to be fascinating to kind of watch. Like, is he going to come in and call plays? Is it going to be a Ryan offense? Is it going to be a Bill O'Brien offense? Is it going to be a tag team to kind of evaluate mm. the roster, what their strengths uh, are, uh, perhaps what their weaknesses are? Like, what do you envision uh, this kind of offense looking like uh, in 2024?
10: Yeah, I mean I think it'll look familiar. Like I, I don't I don't think that we'll we'll go out there and watch that first game against against Akron and, and wonder to ourselves like, whoa, what what's this offense? This looks different. Um I, I think Bill O'Brien is is more or less coming to run what, what we've come to know as as the Ohio State offense. You know, Ryan Day has kind of laid laid down that vision. It's been incredibly successful for the large majority of, of his tenure. Um and I have no reason to think that it that it won't be moving forward. So, so I, my read on it is that bill. O'Brien is, is coming to kind of just take that over and kind of run Ryan's offense. And he'll have an opportunity to probably enhance things here or there. Um, you know, I, I, I covered O'Brien's first year um, at Penn state. And I remember at that time, like we we're all freaking out about, Oh my God, they're going to play with two tight ends. Like what's this going to look like? Um, so, so maybe he'll, he'll kind of enhance that 12 personnel package a little bit. Maybe we'll see some different stuff with that. Um, and besides that, I don't think it's going to be like a total revamp of Ohio State's offense. That's not—that's, in my opinion, that's not what Ohio State needed. What Ohio State needed was someone who can allow Ryan Day to be more of a CEO um, while maintaining, you know, the base level of of excellence that Ohio State has had on offense. And I think Bill O'Brien's a guy
2: who can do that. So we're going to have Ross Burke, the new incoming Ohio State AD, on here at about eight twenty. Coming up, your thoughts, Bill, on what he brings to the table, and kind of after listening to his opening presser between him and Ted Carter, just where you see this going?
10: Yeah, it was it was interesting, Bob. We were just like watching the, the press conference at Echo Valley the other day, and it kind of hit me in the middle that mm. Ohio, Ohio, <laughs> in the middle of the press conference at Ohio State um, has like a football guy at the university president and a football guy. At the AD position, and you know I, what, what does that mean? I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but when when Ross Bjork holds a fist in the air and says football is king, like that 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 is something that I took notice of, and you know f- you know football has always been kind of the leading the leading entity uh, that Ohio State at least publicly facing, and um, that's certainly not going to change. But it felt to me like a, a shift toward um, an administration, kind of both at the university and and athletic department level. Uh, that is very interested in Ohio State throwing its weight around a little more than maybe it has in the past when it comes to shaping you know the the future of college athletics at large certainly but but the thing that people care about most I think is is football and you know in in the past I think there's been some worry or some concern or um, some frustration even at times that, that Ohio State didn't always do that and and played nice in the Big Ten and you know, tried to foster collaboration, which is all which is all well and good, but but you do need to look out for number one. You do need to make sure that the sport is progressing in a way that, that benefits Ohio State, and um, not that it's going to be easy. But but I my impression from Ted Carter and Ross Bjork both was was that that is their the number one thing on their mind is is making sure that Ohio State is at the front of helping college football turn into whatever this is going to turn into.
1: Yeah, finally throwing that weight around. But before we get you out of here, um, impact on Brian Hartline at all? I I mean, I saw on social media people freaking out. I tend to think that it has no impact on him at all, but just your thoughts.
10: Yeah, I don't don't think it does either. Um, I I never got the impression from Brian that he was, you know, motivated by wanting to show us that he is, you know, an expert X's and O's schemer hand me the sticks and watch me call these plays, kind of guy like look how smart i am like he's he's an incredible coach obviously he's a great recruiter he's a great developer i still think he's going to be a head coach i don't think it does anything to impede that um and i also don't think he was ready to take over the offense from ryan day last year and and i think he and ryan day kind of came to the understanding last year as well which is why ryan day didn't really give it up last year so i think this is you know more opportunity for brian to Learn and grow. He's still a very young coach, um, and I think he's still a superstar. And he'll be running his program, his own program, I'm sure, um, in the not too distant future. And I don't, I don't think there's like any bad blood. I don't like, I don't, I don't think there's anything there. I, I think this is this is nothing but good um, for for Brian Harline as it pertains to like his future and what he's going to become as a coach.
1: Bill, thanks for the time. Thanks for hopping on with us here this morning. Looking forward to the coverage and uh, one open coaching spot remaining. Buckeyes on the trail, visiting Caleb Downs. A bunch of good stuff that you guys got going on on uh, dotting the eyes uh, over there on the rival site and in the podcast. Appreciate it, Bill. Have a great weekend.
7: Thanks, guys. You too.
1: There he goes, Bill Landis, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. A whole lot to be juiced about here on this Friday edition of the program. We do that next morning juice right here on the fan. <laughs>
4: Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey
8: there and good morning to you. Two crashes to let you know about, both on the northeast side of town. The first one on State Route 161 westbound. This is if you're coming in from the New Albany, maybe Newark area, you will run into this. Expect lane closures on 161 westbound just beyond New Albany Road because of a crash. A little bit west of this, but on I-270, there is also a crash that you should expect lane closures because of. This is on I-270 westbound just beyond Cleveland. Avenue in the 10TV Traffic Center. I'm Amy Sagar.
0: Beamer is tweeting about Formula One. Oh, hells, yes. Bobby is tweeting Rick Springfield concert video. Both are a cry for help. This is one twisted mother. This is Morning Juice.
1: We're here on the Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can visit them on the line at FeelGreatColumbus.com.
0: What's got you juiced?
1: Bobo, big Friday, buddy. Snow day for all of Central Ohio.
2: What's got you juiced, pal? Oh, goodness. Well, I got a little McConaughey cut that I've played before, but you know what? Being what's right, old right, is new, right. and it's always great to watch. This was his, I think, Oscar speech, if I'm not mistaken, when he got his Oscar. It's one of my favorites. This is part of it. Uh, take it away, Sharky.
6: My hero. That's who I chase. Now when I was 15 years old, I had a very important person in my life come to me and say, who's your hero? And I said, I don't know, I gotta think about that. Give me a couple of weeks. I come back two weeks later, this person comes up and says, who's your hero? I said, I thought about it. You know who it is? I said, it's me in 10 years. So I turned 25, 10 years later. That same person comes to me and goes, so are you a hero? And I was like, not even close. No, no, no. She said, why? I said, because my hero is me at 35. So you see every day, every week, every month and every year of my life, My hero is always 10 years away. I'm never going to be my hero. I'm not going to attain that. I know I'm not. And that's just fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. So to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to, whatever it is we look forward to and whoever it is we're chasing, to that I say amen. That I say, all right, all right, all right.
2: <laughs> it's one of the best. His cadence is so good, it's tremendous. So good. I mean, the, the whole speech is a couple minutes long and it's tremendous. Is I that love for it. Dallas a... Buyers Club, yes, you know? I believe so. He's looking still fairly gaunt, yeah, uh, up there at the, at the podium, but he was uh, fantastic in that. I love it. Look up to, look forward to, and someone to chase every day, chasing it, chasing success, chasing excellence, and you know. Robert Griffin Third, he may have been chasing some excellence. Him and Jay Gruden's Whoa. Twitter spat, if you haven't seen it, it is tremendous. Uh, they refer to that beam as a no-holds bar. Yeah, uh, Everything goes, and that thing went above the belt, below the belt, and every which way in between. <laughs> it was pretty tremendous as I was reading through it this morning. My gosh, this is what the internet has given us. This is what social media gives us, Shark, and you love all of it. What swags love.
0: I'm at the farm. I go around. I mow. I shoot my bow. I do work. It's fantastic. There's just something about riding a tractor or riding lawnmower and shooting bows that just gets you like in this state of mind. It's fantastic. I really enjoy it. A lot of thoughts going on in there. (laughs) You
1: ask what he loves. He just told you. I think that was a, a morning in which we had just woken him up yeah sounded like it like Way half of the ride around, around a yeah. treasure
3: mowing bow and mowing bow Mo Bo. thinking about all kinds of good stuff when you were a kid was there anything better than a snow day oh it's the best i mean you just anticipate you get up back then it didn't have the crawl on the screen when i was a kid you had to turn on the radio and and see if your school was you closed. didn't have tv growing up we had tv but they didn't have that crawl that That told you all the schools that were closed. And so you'd wait through, you know. Now they send out the robocalls. Yeah, Yeah, I know. You know who else loves snow days? Teachers. Oh, yeah. I've got uh, two kids that are teachers and they're both getting the day off, and that's fantastic. I still uh, am a bit fascinated at the fickle finger of fate Mm. when it comes to the NFL draft. Last year, Lovey Smith knew he was going to get fired down there at Houston. And he went out and he won. Yeah, Took them from and the number one pick. And that cost them the pick. number one yeah. pick. And that cost them Bryce Young. They had to did settle. Did it cost
2: them Bryce Young? I think it did. Are you sure that they were going they, to draft Bryce Young? They had to settle for C.J. Stroud. I don't think a single person in that Houston Texans organization would tell you they
1: were
3: going to take Bryce Young. Not now. Really? Not
1: now, of course. Not now for not sure. now.
3: But- but maybe before too. That was pretty much the consensus number one pick. Uh, but I that's wouldn't two say cognitive that. tests really anyway. weighed CJ down. Last night made some homemade chicken and noodles, mm. boiled a big chicken fryer for two hours, mm. then shredded that thing up, put a little bouillon into a pot of mm. water and tell you what, I always say baseball's good for the soul. Chicken and noodles, good for the soul. No doubt about that. Also, I am not juiced that tomorrow at this time, twenty four hours from now, it's going to be like seven degrees. I don't like the cold. Are you going weather to be? Being. Are you going to be outside? Uh, I, I, I am hoping that I'll be going to a wrestling tournament tomorrow, but. With schools closed today, I don't know what the policy is on that. I think it should be fine for the weekends. I think it's just the stuff the day for of tonight.
1: That's,
2: yeah. that, by the way, it's ridiculous. If it's fine at noon, they should be able to go do things.
1: I agree with that. I, mean, like, I understand
2: if it's worse, it's a blizzard out there, but the roads will be clear probably yeah. by about ten o'clock. Yeah. Just in time for everybody to be at work and get in accidents before.
1: <laughs> Beamer, um, what has you choose? Where's the wrestling meet at tomorrow, Shark? It is at uh, Hilliard. Okay, Hilliard, Hilliard, nice Hilliard, uh, Ohio. Excited about that. Love spending eight hours at a wrestling meet. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's um, great people watching. Oh, it's terrific, <laughs> man. It's it's the be- it's really the best people watching. At youth or middle school or high school. That's good. Tournament. Finish them. Yeah. It's nice and hot. And this is teams. your match. This is your match Two. It's great. Uh, what's got me juiced is, you know, you mentioned shark and you, your two kids having the day off and uh, being teachers. My wife, obviously a teacher, she has the day off as well. So, um, she works in Grandview and I sent her, I sent her a, a tweet earlier this morning from their superintendent saying that school's closed. This is about five. That's how we're announcing school closures now <laughs> yeah, on, on the social on, media. On Twitter. And so I sent Church her that tweet. to to listen to the radio. I sent her that tweet. I'm like, hey, um, you know, you can go back to bed now. That's fine. She's like, well, I'm still going to wait for my official call, like the robocall or the email to come in, just to be sure, make sure that his Twitter account wasn't hacked. hacked. Uh, so that was Those about students. 5.45. And then 5.58, she texts me, just got the email. I'm going to attempt to go back to sleep. 6.01 a.m., she sent me a picture of the baby monitor in which William was standing up so he was ready to rock. <laughs> so I'm like, well you didn't get to sleep in. It's good you don't have to go to work. You don't have to go to school today. Uh, but you also do get to hang out with him cuz he was excited yes. that he
3: got a snow day. Yeah, Will's going, "Mom's got the day off." So I think
1: getting that up early. I think that we when we get home cuz we really haven't had any snow, you know? I mean, really at all. We had one day, I think it was on New Year's Day maybe. Yeah. Uh, we kind of had a little bit but not much. So I think we're going to get him into the uh, Christmas story outfit, like one of those gigantic puffer one suits, <laughs> yes. and we're going to go play in the snow a little yeah. bit later on today, You're so. like in a straight jacket. Yeah, that's right. So all that's got me fired up and juiced here uh, on this Friday edition of the program. Buckeyes, they have a new offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. We will get into that in the re-rec next morning. Juice right here on the fan. <laughs>
4: fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services
8: Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Two crashes to let you know about. Both on the northeast side of town. The first one on State Route 161 Westbound. This is if you're coming in from the New Albany, maybe Newark area. You will run into this. Expect lane closures on 161 Westbound just beyond New Albany Road because of a crash. A little bit west of this but on I-270 there is also a crash that you should expect lane closures because of. This is on I-270 Westbound just beyond Cleveland avenue in the 10 tv traffic center i'm amy son
0: just a couple of dudes being guys better than this guys being dudes you're listening to morning juice
1: hour three of the program for us on a friday bringing being bobby Carpenter, mark the shark all lots of good stuff happening coming up here 8 20 this morning in our next segment new ohio state athletic director ross bjork he's going to join the program talk all things ohio state where do we go from here to expect upon arrival Uh, In Columbus, All kinds of good stuff. So Ross Beard coming up at 8.20 this morning, New Ohio State Athletic Director. And then A.J. Hawk, he rounds out the program with us at 8.35 as he usually does every single Friday. Let's hit a re-rack.
0: Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus.
4: Family owned and operated with more darts and cues than anyone in Ohio. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive
1: in Dublin. A dart in your neck. It's awesome. Huge weekend for us. You got anything planned? You guys do anything? Um, got a lot of sports.
2: Yeah. Got some wrestling on Saturday up at Delaware Hayes. The called the D Throwdown or something like that. Nice Throwdown in the D, something like that. It's got some wild name beam. And then be uh, the marketing director. Wrest- exactly wrestling in uh, Marysville. For Caleb on Sunday, got a couple of hoops games playing in Pickerington on Saturday. Sunday, a couple of games at home. Caleb has a hoops game. I don't think Archie has a swim meet. I think that's basically it. Uh, lacrosse practice on Sunday as well. So that that should be it. That uh, wrestling event on Saturday will be all day. And- yeah. Uh, we got some family bingo on Saturday night at like six. So. An
1: entire family thing, or just uh, we'll see if the, the kids. Kids, okay. if the older kids, the older
2: kids, want to go. Yeah, probably maybe just the younger two. Uh, they're getting a little old for it, so we'll kind of see where they go. I don't know. Let try to take them out to dinner, do something fun. That'd be nice. Um, I was going to think the older kids were going to be gone for ski club tonight, and maybe take our youngest two. It's uh, the perfect conditions for skiing. It really is. They can't. See. I mean, it's the it's the dumbest policies you'll see where. I understand if it's a blizzard, but if it, the roads are clear, right? well, we're not in school, we can't after-school activities. Well, you know what? You could have probably went to school at noon. It's just not efficient to do so. But you're going to cancel all activities afterwards simply due to the fact that you're not in school that day? Like,
1: Why don't you load up the family car and take the kids over to Mad River yourself? It's
2: not about They don't want to go skiing with us. <laughs> yeah, ski with yeah, yeah, you're, you
1: know what? You're right about that. I was
2: going to suggest that to my wife. By the way, you can go pick up your ski pass in the school office. So it's like, okay, so it's safe enough to go drive and get that, but you couldn't get your kids to school? Okay, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have canceled it. It's fine. But, I mean, the reality is it's not like it's Buffalo last weekend. You got three to four inches. It just came at an inopportune time where you couldn't get them cleared in the morning. So it's all good. I mean, I get it. I understand it. But I just hate the fact that they cancel stuff the night of Regardless of what those activities are, simply due to the fact that you weren't in school that day, it doesn't make any sense. If you if you had a water main break, right, do you cancel school or do you cancel sports after school because they weren't in school? No, I mean I don't think that's the case. So I don't know. What do I know? Beam, it's
1: over here spouting nonsense. I was just I, and Sharky said that in what has got him juiced um, about being a kid. There was real. There was no. There was no better feeling in the world than knowing that it could possibly snow and you could possibly be off and sleeping and waking up in the middle of the night to check at like 3 o'clock in the morning and pulling the blinds to look outside and be like, all right, what do the roads look like? And then if you see that they're all covered and having that possibility and saying, all right, I'm going to go back to sleep and the next time that I wake up, either it will be being forcefully woke up by a parent and getting ready to go to school or waking up on your own accord at like 8.30 and knowing that you don't have anything.
2: Yeah, that's good. You'll take some... uh Go out, do some sled riding. Beam, take some beers, pack them in the snow to keep oh, them nice and cold.
1: They, let me tell you, those like beers hit day. different when I was twelve. Hit diff. <laughs> those beers, they were bussing when you were twelve years yeah, old. I mean, go out there, building a snow fort. Yeah, it's a, it's an insulated cooler. Igloos the said, chills the it Chills it down for. Oh, you. Those mountains are blue, pal. You're ready to go. Yeah, it's going to be great. We got a huge weekend uh sports-wise here in Central Ohio. We Jackets do. at home tonight against the Devils. 6:30 coverage begins here on the fan before they begin their Western Canadian swing next week. Tomorrow Ohio State men's basketball in action against Penn State. That's a noon start, 11 a.m. coverage for us on the fan. After that, we'll take you to the NFL double pack divisional rounds. Texans and Ravens up first at 4 o'clock, and then the Packers at 49ers. All those games going to be on the fan tomorrow. And then on Sunday, you also have the same schedule, and instead of the men, the women's will be playing, and they will be playing Iowa. So that's 11.45 coverage begins on the fan at 11.45. 12 o'clock tip from the shot. By the way, tickets to get in, like $200. Caitlin Clark, she's worth every dollar in NIL. So uh, Buckeyes, Hawkeyes, noon. Uh, women's action, Sunday at noon here on the fan. And then the Bucks at the Lions, coverage begins for us at 2.30. And the Chiefs at the Bills at 6.15. So we got everything you could possibly want. Covered right here on this radio station this weekend. Gonna be a huge one, man. Throwing the divisional rounds. Uh, it's one of my favorite weekends. It's not quite my favorite weekend in football. Championship week uh, is my favorite. Like the Super Bowl, you got all the pomp and circumstance going on. I think next weekend is probably the most uh, dire football that you're gonna see and uh, teams attempting to get to the Super Bowl. But it does make me sad that we only have a handful of games left. And after today, we only got, th- or after this weekend, we only got three of them. But. I think there's going to be some tremendous football on tap here this weekend.
2: It should be. These games are fantastic. A lot of people say the divisional round weekend is always the best games. Mm-hmm. You have four, four games of high quality teams. Uh, the matchups look tremendous Texans, Ravens, Packers, Bills, or Packers, 49ers, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. It all looks good. Get a little mix of some domes, some uh, cold weather, maybe a little snow. I mean, it's going to be checking a lot of boxes for you. And it's going to be a big weekend. I mean, I think people will be on the Caleb Downs watch to see yeah, what he ultimately does. Brian was
1: there yesterday down in Georgia.
2: He was. Uh, trying to recruit him up there. You got Bill O'Brien now. Yep. And see if you can bring in Caleb Downs. That would be huge. Uh, as the Bucks get rolling. Buckeye Hoops team, when did they play? You Tomorrow at noon against what? Penn State. Oh, that's uh, on the road? No, that's here. That's here. That's there we right. go. Merida right and I there. are
1: going to that game. We're excited about that. You taking Billy? No. Meredith's mom's coming up to watch him babysitting, so we're getting out. Okay, good. Yeah. It'll be a good time. It should
2: be fun. Yeah, it Hopefully should be a fun little win. deal. You know, I was thinking when we were... You know, I was watching uh, the Ohio State-Michigan game the other day, and it brought back you know, the, the basketball game. It brought back uh, a memory from... RJ, my oldest, he's in eighth grade, and we were watching the Ohio State Michigan game. And I think it may have been after the game he was gonna get a lift in. Or maybe it was like the Friday before, but it was around there. The football game? Yeah, the football game. And this was this was, you know, a couple months ago. And I just completely forgot it slipped my mind until I watched, you know, Ohio State play Michigan hoops last weekend. And He's gonna go work out. He got a little workout area in our house, and he's like, "Dad." And sometimes I'll go in there and spot him, you know. if Ever I've coached him up on how to lift, so he's good. He's yeah. safe. We got a little camera in there in case something happens. But he likes, I gotta lift by myself. I'm like, all right, man, Well, I'm gonna spot you on some but be safe. And he was like, "Dad, you're not gonna come in there today." And I'm like, no. "Why?" He was, because you're gonna hear some racist things being said. And I was oh! like, "Wait a second, Bob. What's what, what, what's going on here? I'm gonna to need, to, need to ask a hard follow up." They teaching that. at school. Well, so I was like, "What? What, what, what do you mean?" He's like. I hate those people from Michigan. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna be saying some bad things about them. I'm like, so, racist against Michigan Michiganders. He's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if that's how that works, buddy. I'm like maybe there's some other terms we could say, but I'm like, just because they're from these, like, but they're from the state of Michigan. I don't like them. I don't like anything to do with that up there. I'm like, well, that's not exactly racist. We're gonna to just to maybe dive in and peel peel back some layers, things. I don't know if people. For Michigan would define themselves as a protected class. You know what I mean? It's an eclectic group of individuals. But it was uh, it was funny just listening to him say that and him being so angry. I'm like, that at first I was highly concerned. I'm like, that they're like that's not how that works, dude. <laughs> uh so it just it, all that came like rushing back this weekend. I meant to talk about it earlier this week, and finally by Friday I was able to like rattle it out of my head, the mothballs and spit that out. But it was a funny that was a little entertaining story of my son, like, whoa. Okay, yeah. They've had it's, some dynamite
1: lines over the last couple of months. Oh, kids. yeah.
2: They, they've got
1: all kinds of stuff. You know, a Christmas miracle, one candle, yeah. lasted eight nights. Sonic <laughs> that's, that's
2: an all-timer. It was good. So my kids, i like, I don't know if you guys, you're, you're close, but you're not all the way there with some <laughs> of this stuff. the same path. Yeah. Before you're getting there, I'm like, <laughs> I understand, RJ. It's like, it's good. You want to be hating people, but hating people from Michigan, I don't define that as racism. I, and I don't think that anyone else would either, by the way. So... It was, uh, yeah. It's just, it's wild, man. They say all kinds of crazy. Stuff. I, I don't even know. They were saying the amount of stuff talking about drip and fit and all oh, this yeah, nonsense sure. now for my kids. I can't, I can't even handle it. Can't. It's too much. Like the outfits, dad. My fit. And like, look at all this Nike Tech I got on. I'm like, that's great. Good for you, big. Let me dog.
1: drink this Prime.
2: Yeah, exactly. Walking around in Nike Tech with a Cowboys jersey. <laughs> So my third one, Colin. Either uh, has all his Nike tech on all the time. Rotates his warm ups. And it was wearing a Micah Parsons jersey that we got him. Sick over the top. Oh yeah, sick fit, bro. And with his little gold like fake gold chain cross necklace over the top. I love that. Then he rotates it. He had his Marvin Harrison uh, jersey on that we got him for Christmas last year. That you know I got him signed and everything for him. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's just too much all the time. I was like, buddy, you don't begin eating like he was eating like spaghetti in, that, in some white jersey. I'm like, you don't want to be doing that, dude. That's that's a bad situation. You're going to get that stain. I go, you don't want to wash it too much because it's got its signature on the back. I right. wash it off for trying to spot treat it for tomato sauce. <laughs> Come on, man. Be smarter than that. Take it off, then put it back on. When he gets bloody noses all the time, too. Uh,
1: I used to do that all the time. When the weather would change and it would get real dry.
2: Yeah, he's he's my only one. Well, my daughter McLean, she's been getting bloody noses. She's had a broken nose and been wrestling with it. So after her match on Wednesday night, she's like jamming you know, those little cotton swabs up there, trying to get it to absorb the nose. I'm like, gosh, you're like that's that's a, a tough deal. She's got like a little bruising under her eyes and everything. Yeah. So I'm sure it feels good when they. Her these... and
1: Billy are lockstep. He, he he had a nice shiner yesterday. That's yeah, good. Yeah. You know, it's good for the soul. Chicken chicken soup, good for the soul. Shark. A little black eye, a little shiner. Good. Oh, well, you soul. told
2: me you wouldn't stop crying, Beam. So <laughs>
1: yeah, no. He just face planted on a desk chair. It's gonna right, happen. Man. Yeah, you're fine. It's not gonna be the last. Kids' time. bodies are soft. Like their oh, bones yeah. are soft. They got Very no pliable. bones. They have no bones. I'm Very convinced pliable. that they have no bones. Yeah, it will be good. Man. Before we get to Ross Bjork, just immediate thoughts of the Bill O'Brien hiring. Good enough for saving. Good enough for Belichick. It's good enough for me.
2: I'm excited. Heck, we'll ask. Bill, we'll ask Ross Bjork about it
1: too. That'll be a good one. New Ohio State Athletic Director Ross Bjork just introduced this past week. He will join us coming up next. Morning juice right here on The Fan.
0: Fan traffic.
4: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
8: Hey there and good morning to you. Two crashes to let you know about. Both on the northeast side of town. The first one on State Route 161 Westbound. This is if you're coming in from the New Albany, maybe Newark area. You will run into this. Expect lane closures on 161 Westbound. Just beyond New Albany Road because of a crash. A little bit west of this, but on I-270 there is also a crash that you should expect lane closures because of. This is on I-270 westbound just beyond Cleveland Avenue. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger.
9: Cash
0: browns and smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. Raina Bean, Bobby
1: Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Cruise Long here, Friday edition of the program. And right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fangus Hotline. Check in big guest. Big guest time, new athletic director of The Ohio State University. He is Ross Bjork. Ross, thanks so much for the time. Uh, Always appreciate it. You got the time change, too. You're down in College Station. You're back in Texas. Um, What's the weather down there? Because I can tell you right now, I mean, we're about under three inches of snow and everything is closed down in the city today. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it.
11: Well, thank you guys for having me on. And, uh, yeah, it's great to be back here in Texas to kind of reflect and uh, and catch up and wrap up things here at Texas A&M. The most important thing we had to get back to was that, Seventh grade basketball game last night <laughs> for the Bobcats and uh, that game did not go too well. So we got, to, we got some work to do to finish up the season strong in seventh grade basketball, but it's, uh, it's cold here. I went for a run a little bit ago and it's about 34 degrees, which is cold here. So I had gloves, stocking cap. I didn't have any tights on. So I've got to get used to the tights and the snowshoes and all those kind of things. But uh, no, great to join you guys this morning. Thanks for having me.
2: Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Ross. And I, you may be running on the treadmill a little bit. The snow is the major impediment. Right. The cold, not that big of a deal, but what, uh, you know, you're going to, wouldn't officially take over until Gene's departure, June 1st. What do these next, you know, six ish months yeah. look like for you and, and what are you trying to get accomplished?
11: Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. One, uh, you, you want to leave Texas saying in the right way. So whether that's, you know, conversations that maybe only I was having with my president. I want to make sure our executive team's aware of those. I want to wrap things up with my president. There's some – we have some major contracts that we were in negotiation with, so I want to make sure we leave those in a good spot. And, and just make sure you say goodbye to people. Uh, this – college athletics is not really a, hey, I'll never see you again. It's really just a goodbye, see you down the road. So leave Texas A&M the right way. Uh, the month of February, honestly, um, I'm just going to be a dad. And a, and a husband for a little while And uh, just catch up on a lot of things Maybe get the, the house situated here in Texas I'll probably travel to meet the Big Ten officials And maybe people around college athletics That I need to catch up with uh, The Learfield folks are here in Dallas I'll probably go up there and spend a day with them To learn about the Ohio State University and, and our partnership So kind of just catch it up on a lot of things in February And then I'll start coming around on March 1st uh, Going to events learning the operations, sitting down with Gene, sitting down with the staff, sitting down with donors, sitting down with President Carter. But the major decisions, let's be clear, Gene Smith is the athletic director. If he needs my help, I am here to advise. I am here to guide based on my experience, whatever that might be. If there's major decisions, then he and I will make those jointly. But Gene's the athletic director. He deserves to to go out the right way and right off into the sunset and we're going to celebrate him. And I know there's a, there's a special concert for him. That's in June. That's going to be really cool. So just a lot of uh, activity to get to know the place. And you guys heard me say that, and that's going to be the objective is get to know the place and the people. And then I'll be most effective when I start on uh, July the 1st.
2: Appreciate as We talked about Ross Bjork, new incoming Ohio state athletic director um, here on the Bryant heating and cooling systems, fan guest hotline. And, Ross, a lot of times, you know, whenever you take over a a new role, a new position, a leadership position, people will have, you know, a six month plan, a 90 day plan, a year plan. Do you have anything like that kind of formulated in your mind that you may want to attack? Or is this something where you'll be learning about that over the next couple months before you put anything in stone?
11: No, I think that's, uh, that's, what's great about this transition. And, uh, you know, when they first contacted me about it and and I had the first conversation with President Carter, I asked him, I said, Hey, how how do you think this is going to work? Because there's no way in the world that I'm going to interfere with Gene Smith and, and his legacy during this transition. And so we mapped out, I think, a really good plan. So I'll formulate what those first official 100 days look like starting on the July the 1st. But I think you can't really come in and do that until you actually know the place. There's a lot of people that want to come in and just, you know, blast and blitz and just say, we're going to do this and do that. You don't really know until you know. So that's what will this transition will allow me to do is really formulate structurally what do we need to do organizationally what do we need to do is there any pending contracts that are out there what's what's happening on the calendar of the month of July universities are are pretty quiet in July so there's not going to be a lot of uh, events per se but I'll get there and I'll I'll learn that but there will definitely be a listening and learning plan more than anything else during those first 100 days and Uh, This ramp up will allow me to do that. The the most important thing, though, Bobby, is I heard you talking about drip and (laughs) (laughs) shit. The most most important thing will be going to the equipment room, probably on a daily basis, because my kids are going to be like, Dad, hey, I saw, you know, Marvin Harrison had these cleats. You know, I saw Will Howard, you know, had these uh, pair of uh, sleeves on his, uh, you know, workout clothes or whatever. They're going to want all the drip and gear. So I think our kids are going to get along pretty well.
1: Oh, it's going to be great as we check in with Ross Bjork, new athletic director at Ohio State uh, here on Morning Juice. And uh, Ross, I know that you know, obviously there's so much happening around the college uh, athletics landscape, and you've been around you know, for, for quite a while now. And you know, they were wrapping up a Capitol Hill meeting yesterday on just the future of college athletics and what NIL could possibly look like from an NCAA perspective uh, moving forward and the universities directly get into paying athletes. Just, I mean, your scope, you know, you talked about a 60 day plan, hundred day plan you know, just from your scope. I mean, anticipation of even more changes coming across the, you know, the college landscape. What does that kind of look like to you? And what do you envision happening here in the next few yeah. years?
11: Yeah, I, I never thought I'd see myself watching a C-SPAN <laughs> as much as we do right now. And so uh, yesterday I, I got back in the office about 7.30 here at, uh, at Texas A&M and uh, was catching up on a bunch of things and I knew that hearing was, was coming up at uh, I think it was 9.30 uh, central time and so what do you do in college athletics these days? You, you have a, a congressional hearing on in the background and that's because I wanted to hear what Charlie Baker had to say. I wanted to hear what the key witnesses had to say. Uh, we've been able to see the Bill Arrakis bill uh, who's the, the congressman from Florida who hosted that hearing with, with Energy and Commerce. Uh, Ted Cruz the senator here in Texas is the ranking member on the Senate uh, Energy and Commerce Committee, which is going to be the committee if there's going to be an NIL bill introduced. It's going to be Energy and Commerce, and so we've been we've been engaged in that. You know, like I said on um, on Wednesday, let's just get the clarity. Let's we can we can create if we actually want to, we can create a model that works. But it's all the different factions and the silos and well, we can't do this because this program doesn't have the money or or this will, uh, you know, tip uh, the scales on Title Nine. We can actually have a plan if we actually just do it. So I just want to do it at this point, and we may be handed the outcome by a federal lawsuit, which is happening right now. So we have to navigate that space. But the enterprise of college athletics could actually solve this if we get the right people in the room at the right time and actually just put down all the sort of barriers that are that are up here, so it's gonna happen. We're going to be sharing revenue with, uh, with athletes. We're going to be reallocating resources across our athletic departments. We're going to still have sports though, and we're going to still have education. What I tell people here at Texas A&M, and I'm gonna say the same thing at Ohio State, maybe just in a different, different realm, is we're on the right side of the equation. Whatever the equation is gonna be, the Ohio State University, Texas A&M, the SEC, the Big Ten, we are going to lead the charge in this and going to be on the right side of the equation. So let's just get there sooner rather than the later. So the athletes have clarity, the parents, the future of college sports, the TV partners, the coaches, you guys in the media. Let's just get the clarity sooner rather than later because it's the right thing to do for the enterprise of higher education and college athletics.
2: Absolutely. To try to, that's what the coaches hate, it, operating in ambiguity, and they've been trying to figure this out here for the last couple of years. Um, and with the coaches, I know that's probably one of the, the biggest parts of your job, being able to connect with those, especially you know, men's basketball, women's basketball, football. I know you had a chance to kind of meet with Ryan already. Kind of how did that go? And then what do you see the relationship like between AD and, and head football coach at a university like this?
11: I, I had never uh, never met Coach Day in the, in person, but obviously, being a, a student of college athletics, you, you follow all of these things, and just been so impressed with him. It really, his energy, his vision, his passion. Um, I, I know uh, after the Notre Dame game, you know he uh, he got fired up, and to me, that's what you want. you're, you're play the players want to see a coach get fired up and and protect them, and and, and have their back. And so I, I love his passion. I love his energy. I love his vision. He's a football guy who knows the game at the highest level. And so uh, he's a smart-minded football coach who knows how to build culture. And look, you have to recruit at the highest level. You have to have great players. What does Ohio State do? Recruits at the highest level. And then you have to make sure you have the right staff. So he's making the right staff adjustments. Um, He's doing the right things off the field, on the field. And then it comes down to it's a very thin margin. Man, when when you live in the stratosphere, of uh, blue blood football or elite football, it's a thin margin. And so how do you close that margin every single day? And that's, that's what he's working on. So my relationship with him is just going to be communication, communication and help and vision and culture. And what does he need and how can I help? And and what are the the factors and the ingredients that make a successful football program? Those are the things that I want to help him with. And uh, we had a great conversation Monday and, Again, he, him and Gene are, are, are partnered up, and they're they're going through all these changes, and I'll help along the way as needed, and then uh, get there on July first and and uh, go to work.
1: Well, Ross, we appreciate the time this morning. Hopefully, you have a great weekend. Enjoy being a dad here. Let's do this again here uh, in a few weeks. I know you're going to be like one of the busiest people you know on planet Earth, trying to manage Texas A and M, and then getting ready uh, to come here uh, come here to Columbus. We appreciate it, Ross. Thanks again. Uh, have a great weekend, yeah. and we'll check in again soon. All right.
11: Thank you guys for having me on my first uh, radio show there in Columbus. So I appreciate you guys.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate it, Ross. There he goes. Ross Bjork, new athletic director of The Ohio State University with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. It's, ins- I mean, I found myself watching C-SPAN yesterday, too. Like I was watching a congressional hearing. I didn't understand 90% of the stuff, but uh, yeah, it's fascinating where the landscape's going to be. That's new man in charge uh, here with the Buckeyes. So great stuff from him. Um, First radio interview that he got to do. So it was really, really neat to be able to do that. AJ Hawk. He's next morning juice right here on the fan.
0: (laughs) fan traffic.
4: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
8: Hey there and good morning to you. Two crashes to let you know about. Both on the northeast side of town. The first one on State Route 161 Westbound. This is if you're coming in from the New Albany, maybe Newark area. You will run into this. Expect lane closures on 161 Westbound just beyond New Albany Road because of a crash. A little bit west of this, but on I-270 there is also a crash that you should expect lane closures because of. This is on I-270 Westbound just beyond Cleveland Avenue in the Ten TV Traffic Center.
0: I'm Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it. It's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice.
2: Hey, it's cold outside. And it's snowy. You can feel that cold inside? Well, winter it's here. You'll be bundling up in your house to stay warm. Go call my friends over Pella. Pella's got the colors and styles of windows to fit your home and your budget. Pella is rated number one by Columbus homeowners as the most trusted window brand. So get replacement windows and doors that will add value to your home for years to come and save you money on your utility bills. So call 877-98-PELLA or go visit them online at pellacolumbus.com.
1: Everything A.J. Hawk. Uh, maybe he was still um, partying from his, his big surprise party last week. It's a good. That's a good point. I mean, A.J.
2: may have went so hard, this may be a full week-long recovery. You know, sometimes I'll text him and I thought they were going to travel or do something. I don't believe him and Pat are on the road. Maybe he's face down in drain pool. Maybe he's already out sled riding.
1: He could be. Maybe he's pulling his kids around on that uh, the little four-wheeler that he's got. He's, I, he was looking very much forward to the first snow. Yeah. I mean, so that that could be it. Hey, right, look at this. Shark tracked him down. Really?
0: Achievements, leading tackler in Centerville football history, leading tackler in Green Bay Packers history, still afraid of Larry Knofzinger, and the crowning achievement, the third member of the Island Boys, A.J. Hawk.
4: Sponsored by FanDuel, the exclusive online sportsbook partner of Morning Juice. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash
1: juice. Right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check with the aforementioned A.J. Hawk. Age, thanks for the time as always. Appreciate it. I mean, are we sled riding? Are we pulling the kids around on the ATV? Are we face down in a drain ditch, like Bob said. What's going on?
7: <laughs> oh no, we're um, sorry about the delay. I was—I'm actually out of my my John Deere zero turn mower. I, I got a plow on there, so I'm plowing the whole driveway. And then my sister in law was next door, and I—I I lost track of time. Forgot you guys were calling, so I appreciate it. Though, yes, yeah, it's, it's nice out here, snow day.
2: Okay, good. You're out of breath. I was worried you're either watching cops or maybe out plowing some snow, which I thought
7: you got the kids with their sleds out. You pull them around yet on the Gator? No, I mean, not yet. I mean, it's only been late for like 40 minutes. So, I've been getting multiple texts though. As I've been out here, I've been out here about 45 minutes plowing the driveways, and I already got a couple of different uh, texts from my daughter and people. Hey, right, let's pull us right Rhino. Let's go on tube rides. So yeah, first big snow. We're uh, hopefully I don't hurt any kids today, but I'm sure my daughter will have eight or ten friends over. And my boys will as well.
2: That's what you become. You're just a mule, AJ. You know, make me a bicycle clown. Just drive them around. I mean, how do we try to, like, dump them out of the sleds? Because my, my dad would do this. He'd pull us on our four-wheeler, and it was kind of like, you know, tubing on a boat. He would take some <laughs> wide, big turns with those tubes and try to dump us, which it's amazing. Falling in the snow, not quite as soft as falling in the water.
7: Oh, yeah. People, we get dumped all the time, and the thing is, like, you get... Very, very cold. Their hands are exposed, holding on, trying to hold on to the handles because they don't want to fall. And so they're going to make a decision at some point: do I try to take my hands off the handles and warm them up, and then that's when they go tumbling, you know, do eight or ten rotations on top of the snow, just like you would in a tube uh, on the water. So it's a, uh, you know, there's a little, there's some science to it, and how I'm going to, you know, kind of feather it and make sure I take care of the kids, depending on how young they may be. The older kids get to get, they get a little more uh, action, I think, than the younger's.
1: Was there anything better uh, than as a child waking up to a, a snow day uh, and school being canceled and knowing the rest of the day is going to be filled with, like, snow football and then sledding and really doing whatever you wanted to?
7: Oh, I mean, I, I saw it in my kids' eyes this morning. So they all – they were all, like, in my daughter's basketball game, they're all talking, like, oh, yeah, look at this, look at the weather report, we're getting a, we're getting a snow day for sure. And then as they started kind of going to bed, all my kids are like, oh, man, like, I guess it's not going to be as bad as we thought. So they all assumed they're going to school in my – my boys, I turned. Their, I I saw it was a snow day, so I I turned their alarms off actually, and then uh, a couple of my boys came down wearing their little school uniforms. I was like, "What are you guys doing, man? It's a school day!" And they didn't believe me. I had to show them the text and everything. And I told my daughter, you know, she never has any energy this early in the morning. I like at like seven, I turned her alarm off. She's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "It's a snow day," and instantly she pops up. So she goes, Yes, yeah, let's go!" and gets super excited and everything. So yeah, I'd say they're pretty excited today. <laughs> How
2: uh how's your level of excitement? I know we had the big birthday party last mm-hmm. Friday, so a week ago, you finally recovered. I mean, you had Pat come in, Aaron, uh um, you know, some of your buddies, Flinter was there, Spencer, I mean a lot of your a lot of your crew, uh how did that go and did your wife Laura do a good job?
7: Oh yeah, it was awesome. You you were there, Bob, Schlag, James, everybody like Jake, and so many guys, uh yeah, that I love seeing. It was it was awesome, yeah. Somehow Laura finds a way to kind of rally everybody together and bring everybody together without me figuring it out. And it was a surprise and it was multiple surprises. I went to showed up at dinner and saw a couple of my buddies, some green Bay buddies were there and like, Oh, this is awesome. Everyone's here. And then I walk upstairs and first guy I saw was, was you, Bob, trying to tackle me as I come through a, a room of all kinds of people that I had no idea were even there. So it was a, yeah, it was a great weekend, great experience. So I appreciate Laura for putting it together and for everyone for for showing up, and it seemed like everybody had a good time too.
2: Um, so, were you more excited about that or the fact that today is National Fe- Inter- International Fetish Day?
7: Mm-hmm. Uh, this first time here to this, Bob. You know, I'm out here grinding, out here working, trying to get some of the snow removed. But International Fetish Day. What does that mean? Can you explain exactly how that works? Well, the different things you're into while you're
2: out plowing the snow and getting ready. I mean. Laura might be inside preparing some exotic delights
7: that <laughs> men dare not dream of. Oh boy. I mean, I don't know. I'm Hopefully someone better tell her. Maybe she's listening. I don't know what's going on there. We just oh, got she a it
2: brand it new in her calendar. She showed me the uh, alert. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for her.
7: You know, you know, I don't know. It's a, all these like you really stay on top of what whatever days it was. Like you always know like when it's Pancake Day or National Hat Day or mm. obviously International Fetish Day. I know you you've had this one circled for months. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean it's a snow day. There's all kinda of, who who knows what's uh, what could happen today, I guess.
1: Up, upside down pineapple day, that's the one that Bob likes to keep on his calendars. Yep. We check in with AJ Hawk here on the bright <laughs> eating and cooling systems, fan guest outline. Have you used uh, your birthday gift, the decan <laughs> the decanter
7: yes. uh, that you received from Bob and Schlegs yet? Uh, it is. Not, I have not poured any liquid into that yet. Um, we will eventually, <laughs> I guess. Um, I I've kind of had like I had a run with wine, with red wine, a while back. Um, I don't know, maybe ten years ago, where I enjoyed it for a little while, and then I think I burnt myself out and haven't really drank wine in years.
6: I don't really love
7: it anymore. Um, but maybe these unbelievable gifts that Bob legs and people put together, maybe will get me back into wine, make me a, a classy individual like them.
2: Did you find I, – I know the glove was kind of tucked inside with the bourbon that schleg has got um, in that bag. Were you able to find the glove that might accompany the putter that you that you carry in your bag?
7: I did. I know I sent you a text. I hadn't found the glove yet. I did find the glove, Bob. I appreciate it. Was that – is it like the uh, – Were you is shocked like as shocked as the glove was? Team? Yeah, I am that's what I'm saying. I thought it was like you would you got it from like the Wichita State shockers. You went and you went to the pro shop and picked it up or something because it's pretty sweet, Bob. I'm gonna I normally don't wear a glove when I go off, but I might have to now. I mean, well, you
1: are gonna look pretty sweet in that thing.
2: I thought you'd wear sometimes you wear two gloves and honestly I can't even take credit for that. I helped find the decanter that might may or may not be phallic shaped, but the glove <laughs> which you may have to text her and find out offline how this happened that was all court i mean court found that i'm not sure if it popped up in
7: related searches or what well she is married to you bob so can you imagine her phone hears you speak as well so that's a dangerous place to live they've been listening yeah can you imagine like just the shrapnel that she gets because of of hearing your voice like her phone and all the algorithms that that pop up on her phone just because of living with you i mean that's she should get paid extra money for that.
1: Hey, before we get you out of here, do uh, you know anybody that played for uh, Billy O'Brien because he was announced uh, yesterday as a new offensive coordinator for Ohio State?
7: I do not, actually. I mean, I just hear stories through other people that that play for him. I know what they call him, t Kettle or whatever. Like, he's, at a, he's got a short fuse, and, and he will hold his guys accountable, and he will... Uh, He'll make sure guys are in the right place. So well, I think that's what you need, man. On offense, you need somebody that is absolutely like attention to detail. Like Every single step matters. Every single thing you do, like you do with intention, and there's a reason for it. It seems like he's one of those guys. So it should be fun to watch.
1: Age, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for hopping on with us here this morning. Best of luck on the plowing, the snow day activities, and we'll check in again soon, all right?
7: All right, I appreciate it, guys.
1: There goes, AJ Hawk, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline, to reveal our fan poll next morning juice right here on the fan.
4: Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
8: Hey there, and good morning. Right now, on the north side of town, the right shoulder is blocked on I seventy one northbound just beyond that I seventy one I two seventy split because of a crash. Crews are working right now. Also, on the southeast side on thirty three westbound, it is slow moving coming in from Canal Winchester because of a crash. Just beyond Bixby Road. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stugger.
0: Panic and passion. Uh, Is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? (laughs) You're listening to Morning Juice.
1: We're on the Juice, brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in Testosterone and Hormone Replacement Therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. There's not... Two different interviews that you will do back-to-back than us talking to Ross Bjork, new athletic director, Ohio State. Again, if you missed that a little bit earlier on, you can listen to the podcast right after the show around 9.05, 9.10 that's uploaded. You can go listen to Ross, chat about everything, the future of college athletics, his relationship with Ryan Day, what his first few weeks, days, months are going to look like here at Ohio State when he gets on the campus on July 1st. And then, talking to AJ, this oh, yeah. is no bigger... The Mariana Trench in between those two talks. The thing
2: is, you know, Ross Bjork, football guy, he played uh, fullback at Emporia State. A.J. Hawk played a little fullback at Centerville. So the connective tissue is still yeah. there, Beam. Number 34. Yeah. Right up the gut. I told you it, my last, in no particular order, my last four digits of my phone number are his high school and college number. And I told my kids, I go, you know, I remember It's... AJ in high school and college, right yep. there, boom. Yep. Yeah, so I never forget him. I remember all my people, uh, all numbers beam relative to jersey numbers that I know people of. I was keep it locked in the brain there, floating around all the CTE. But yeah, I mean, I, maybe I should have tried to get day on for the last time. We could have really Jeez. just went a big Buckeye Buckeye hour went huge Buckeye robust.
1: extravaganza.
2: Yeah, he's probably still out on the road trying to procure some some portal talent and everything else. So we kind of see what it happens, but it's been a busy time for him. Oh, now, of course, it is meeting with Billy O. and uh, meeting with Ross Bjork. Ross Bjork, he did that on Monday and then or Sunday. What was the presser? Wednesday. Wednesday, I think they met Monday or Tuesday. I want to say with the coaches. And yeah, he was at the presser. Yeah, you know, all the I think um, McGuff was, and they were playing in Maryland. Yep. Holtman was there but he was like in his coaching clothes because it was like hey I had to go back to practice Ryan was you're out of season so it's a little different but everyone was there baseball there's a lot of coaches so it was good I hope people enjoyed him I mean he's he speaks with an authority yeah and that's what I like the one thing I like a lot about him and I feel like President Carter's aligned with this is and I I was just emailed we're going to get President Carter here on at some point in the future nice um I'm excited for that because I think they have a vision of how they think college athletics and football needs to look, and they don't want to take a back seat on that. They would like to dictate and be heavily involved in those discussions, helping shape the landscape and future.
1: Yeah, and so that was the thing when he was talking about watching C SPAN in a congressional meeting. Like Charlie Baker, president of the NCAA, was on Capitol Hill yesterday uh, and talking about. Um, and all these different kinds of rules and regulations, and Congress getting involved, and uh, different stuff about antitrust laws. Should students be considered employees? Like, I mean, there's just so much going on in college athletics right now, and you got to be on the pulse, and you got to be on top of mm. everything. And it does sound like in the future, here, combined with President Carter, that him and Ross Bjork are going to get together and throw some weight around at Ohio State, which I think a lot of Buckeye fans have wanted for years.
2: Absolutely, feeling good. Some some big energy beam. That's what you want to you want to have rolling around there. What are we listening to? Listen to Wilson Phillips. Oh, Wilson Pickett. That's right. And it was a joke shark. He's passed away on this day, two thousand six. Said I haven't heard listen to Wilson Pickett since I saw my last Cialis commercial. Bunch you dudes just garage jamming. You know, oh, seeing yeah. Mustang Sally There's Why always not? a
1: very, in those commercials, there's always a very nice sunset. Like you noticed are, that? Oh, yeah, the my sunrise. But kids are
2: like, what is What is this? What are they celebrating? Don't, don't worry about it. They don't worry about it, guys. It's a bunch of middle aged dudes jamming in a band, and then you got like it's one, a of happiness them, pill. one of them walking away with yeah. some chicken to the sunset on a beach.
1: You're like, what are they sort doing of over there? Landscape with mountains in the back. It's tremendous. Looks great. I remember the one. I, I, it's years, 15, 10, 20 years old, maybe, of just a guy and a nice looking gal sitting in a bathtub yeah, together. Outside. Outside bathtub. Outside. The outside bathtub. Do you remember like, that? Yes. Because yeah. the
2: bathtub, there was like connected to nothing. It was like it's put it on, on the, its own. On like the side of a mountain. Yes. Like at the, at the Bo Bishop Ranch, like <laughs> the Rocky Mountains as the backdrop, just outside, hanging out in the tub. Nice little clawfoot. It takes the Alice.
1: Get you all the right places. It's really amazing, Uncle Bo and the boys are going to be. It's up. a vehicle to get you where you need to go, man. <laughs> the uh, when we're done, talk about all things about the Bill O'Brien news. What we're did it, firm it? What up. does it mean for the Ohio State offense? Rich Scarella, who covers all things Penn State, he's going to join them. They'll talk about uh, Bill O'Brien, the hiring. Timmy May, he's going to join the program at ten thirty three. Oh boy, Jackets game day, Shelly time coming up at eleven thirty three. All kinds of good stuff coming up. Uh, with the boys when we're done until noon. Before we get out of here today, our daily fan poll sponsored by ER Auto Care, Masters of Our Craft. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. What are your thoughts on the Buckeyes hiring of offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien? Thrilled, solid choice, could have done better, bad hire. <laughs> I hate Bill. <laughs> Shark, why did you put yeah. that in the selection set? I hate Bill no matter
2: what. I think it's yeah. a good hire. I, I do too. I, I do don't too. know who else, like, oh, they should have waited for this or that, like... Oh, get Joe Brady. That's I want. Joe, I want someone younger, Joe Brady. No, you want someone who's experienced. Yeah, Nick Saban. He's unavailable. Bill, Bill Belichick, bring him in. He's out there, you know. I mean, you <laughs> want to someone who was experienced, who had also called plays, who he had a head coaching experience. He has ties to the NFL. When he was at Alabama, the two years they were there, they were I think in the top twelve in yards per game or yards per play, different metrics. Like they were good. They won an extra Championship, but I'm not going to put that all on the offensive coordinator. No.
1: No, I'm not either. Uh, 65% saying solid choice. So yes. That's the leader in the clubhouse right now. General, I had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again on a big Monday edition of the program after the divisional round weekend, if they allow us. You good with that? Ride, Sally, ride. Everybody have a great day. Uncle Bo and the boys are up next. We are back live on Monday morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning Juice right here on The Fan.
0: Fan traffic.
4: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
8: Hey there, right now we are tracking two incidents. The first one on the southeast side. This is on 33 westbound. If you're coming in from Canal Winchester this morning, expect delays on 33 westbound. You can also to get around this, take Winchester Pike to 317 to get onto that 270 loop. Also on the north side of town, we're tracking two incidents at the 71-270 split. There are both north and southbound traffic lanes impacted by this. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Staggerwald.
0: It's, it's, it's a fan action update. During the NFL wildcard weekend, favorites were 3-3 three and three straight up, 2-4 against the spread. Over-unders went 3-3. Three and three. Updated lines for this weekend Ravens are giving nine and a half to the Texans, 49ers giving 9.5 to the Packers, Lions are a six and a half point favorite over the Bucks, and Bills are a three-point favorite over the Chiefs. This action update brought to you by Mary Haven, Maryhaven Gambling Intervention Program, where free help is available to gamblers and their loved ones. I'm Scotty Vegas. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda
4: makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
0: FM HD1 Columbus. The Fan.
5: Good morning, I'm Eric Rees, sir. Ohio State's got a new offensive coordinator, and it's a familiar face to Buckeye fans. Former Penn State head coach Bill O'Brien will join Ryan Day's staff after spending a season in the NFL as OC of the Patriots. Before that, he was Alabama's OC, and before that, he was head coach of the Houston Texans. In the NFL, postseason play continues tomorrow. The Ravens host the Texans at 4.30 in the AFC Divisional Round. Saturday night at 8.15, the Packers are at the 49ers in an NFC Divisional Round game. You can hear that NFL doubleheader on the fan starting tomorrow at 4 o'clock. In the NHL, the Blue Jackets wrap up a three game home stand tonight, hosting the Devils at 7. You can hear that one on the fan with pregame coverage at 6.30. Elvis Merz Leakins gets the nod in net. Jackets are off to Western Canada for a five game road trip starting Tuesday in Edmonton. And the Basketball Buckeyes host Penn State tomorrow at noon. We'll have pregame coverage at 11 a.m. And breaking sports news when it happens, all on the fan Ohio sports destination. It's Friday. We talk about football. We
0: call it Football Friday. What a concept.
4: Sponsored by the Bet Park Sportsbook app.
0: The Fan Ohio Sports Destination.